Hello and welcome to podcast number 47. Number 47. 47. I'm Gary. I'm Ian. And I'm Andy. And today on podcast 47, we're going to have a quick catch up and then we're going to take a look at the recent film and TV news. Before, in the second part of the podcast, we're going to be discussing the Resident Evil Netflix TV series. And we're also going to be discussing, or rather, Ian and Andy will probably be discussing more, yeah. the, 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 the shake-up over at WWE as Vince McMahon has been forced into retirement. Yeah, but you get to chime in and say Triple H a lot. I know, I know, I know. The one wrestler it's, it's you know, amazing. now and again, you can be I'm, like, and Triple H. I know, I know, I know. The one wrestler it's, it's you amazing. know, now and again, you can be I'm, like, and Triple H. Like that, so you're good. <laughs> And of course, in the third part of the podcast, we will be answering your questions. So, in the catch-up, my catch-up is actually going to, is pretty short. Okay. Uh, the, in the last month, as many of you guys know that have been following, I've been working heavily, extensively on the Halloween series of film reviews. Yes. We decided to do even more than what we actually had planned, because I figured it would it would actually work in the structure of what we had. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they've been uh, big, long, hefty videos. Uh, I'm quite proud Tommy of them. Tommy Lee I levels think. of video. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's literally consumed a lot of my time. So I'm very, very much behind on a lot of the stuff that I would normally have watched and consumed by now. I'm but even behind some. on... I have watched some stuff. And I have to talk about this one. It's probably yep, yep. the biggest one to talk about straight away. And that is that the... The, the universe of Breaking Bad has finally come to a conclusion and a, and a finale. Obviously, uh, the prequel series, Better Call Saul, just ended its sixth season. Yeah. It was a prequel show. However, from the very first episode, it flashed forward in black and white to the events beyond Breaking Bad. So even though it's 99% a prequel... The final two episodes, three episodes, are all post-Breaking Bad. So you are getting a finale to that entire yeah, universe. And so yeah. after 14, 15 years of this show, it went out on a massive high. So good. It is masterful storytelling. Uh, performances, writing, music, editing. The Easter eggs, the callbacks, the subtleties, the emotional payoff. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of the questions that we've had as to how they would handle these characters, where they are, where would they go, and the fact that they brought in characters from Breaking Bad and had flashbacks in time as well. Uh, it was honestly one of the one of the most special and beautiful send-offs to some characters and to a world mm -hmm. that I've ever had the pleasure of experiencing from television. Man, I nice cannot hear, rate it higher. I, I remember when Game of Thrones finished. Oh yeah, completely different story, wasn't it? And you it? were still talking about that yesterday. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I still... Like, as someone who hasn't... I haven't watched Breaking Bad or anything, so it's nice yeah. to, to hear that um, paid off that much. Have you not watched any of Breaking Bad? No. See, You're I the watched, same, aren't you, Ian? I, no, I've watched the first season. I watched the first season from beginning to end. By the way, not because of a, like, fuck Breaking Bad or anything. I no, just, no. I never it's... caught it, and it's... It's one of the. Do you ever want to start a series and you click on something that on Netflix and it goes? You're like eight seasons. Oh, oh. <laughs> now no, that's when I get excited. If I, see, if I see a season, if I see a TV show go further than two seasons, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, they've actually made something here. If it goes past five and it's not dying, I'm like, okay, I've got something to come back to later on. Once it gets to eight or nine and the fans are turning it to fucking die I'm like okay I'm, I'm never yeah, gonna watch I've got to admit, that I, I haven't, I've never seen any of that online where with, they were like oh Breaking Bad should have fucking been off earlier with Breaking Bad what I thought was really good was what the Breaking Bad was only five seasons 
and I thought, wow, that's really small and condensed for what what appears to be such an amazing TV show in only five seasons. And they condensed it, they swallowed it, they just closed it, and they went, look, we're not going to ruin it anymore. When Better Call Saul came along, I was worried they were milking it. But Bob Odenkirk, the main guy, is such a good fucking actor, and I have only seen him in a little bit that he's yeah. so good. Like, But he I, was also, I will also say that he was massively elevated by Ray Shehorn, who is right. his co-star, and she is one of my favorite well, know that uh, characters in that show as well, and in the Breaking Bad universe. Yeah. Um, so well written, so well, nuanced. It. He needs a character to bounce yeah, off. Yeah, a, a mirror off, to show. A white needed sword yes. to bounce off on yeah. in his show. So for about course all the last how many seasons? I don't know, honestly know what I've seen Ray Shehorn also in. Like as far as I'm aware, that was the first I'd seen her. Oh, okay. How many I just heard the name because six. So show. we've now got an eleven series, 11 series. Kind of yeah. combined TV show, which yeah. for any for any show I think that lasts ten seasons is golden. Yeah. See that's awesome as well because I know we spoke about it before where I said it's always risky when it's like oh we're gonna do a prequel and you're like you especially when it's a show where people's lives are in danger and stuff like that and you're like well this dude's in this yeah. whole other series so yeah he's not gonna die yeah. probably I, not I, gonna I, die exactly you know, like, but it's, the, it's hard but to, if the writing's good if the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the no, thing mate, is I, I haven't seen it. I'm praising it don't get me wrong the, the I'm fact, that, the like, fact you know. that there were so many mysteries or so many characters that already have relationships in Breaking Bad to go back and see how all those relationships came to be like normally you'd be like oh I know the ending so that you know prequel what's the point the fact that it was so compelling and interesting and intriguing yeah uh, like it's such a surprise for a prequel show to be that interesting yeah, yeah. when you mm. think you already know the story yeah yeah I mean let's yeah. hope that they can nail it with what we've got two more big ones haven't we because we've got the House of the Dragons or whatever it is for Game of Thrones Game of Thrones and, and, uh, and well, Lord, of the Lord, Lord of the Power uh, yeah. Queen's Power and stuff so. yeah Okay. I'm sure they'll be fine. <laughs> and the are. internet will accept them with open arms. The fandom. Uh, Especially yeah. based on the reaction to the trailers. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. There is another show that uh, I've been talking about. people in Game of Thrones, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Mm. Well, they're the Targaryens. Anyway, um, the other show that I've been talking about extensively on these podcasts for the last couple of years now, and a show that um, I, I hope uh, continues to grow and find its audience. I was happy to see them at Comic-Con. Uh, this year, not okay. not in person, but they were actually had a <laughs> yeah. venue, you know, um, and and it's um, for all mankind. The third oh, season yeah. has finished. Uh, for those of you that have not heard of this before, it is the show uh, that's been uh, being showrun by Ronald D. Moore from Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek fame, and it's the show where the uh, the Russians landed on the moon before the Americans, which causes uh, a science and space race, unlike we've you know, unlike our history. Yeah, and so. Where season three is, where they are now, it's 1996 and they're landing people on Mars. So that's where the technology has shifted and the differences are. Yeah. But of course, all the political intrigue, the, the you know, the, the, the perils of space travel, of colonizing Mars, all that stuff is highlighted and shown in a very interesting and uh, 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 thought-provoking way with really uh, layered characters. Mm. And so, and it's also a tearjerker. It's space is dangerous, so you're gonna love these characters, and then you're gonna be biting your fingernails when they go through some treacherous shit in space. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really, really good. So, third season's ended. They've done another time jump, like they've done at the end of each season. So I'm like, give me more, please, nice, give me more. Nice. <laughs> uh, Andy, what have you been up to? Um, yeah, it's been a while, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, working. <laughs> I just—I've had so much on like work-wise. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was on holiday. I went to Turkey for like two weeks. You did. 
That was fucking awesome. I mean, you don't look as much like a lobster anymore. You toned down a bit. Yeah, I was like, I was so dark, it was almost like racist. <laughs> like, people thought I'd, you know, put some kind of makeup on or something. But yeah, no, we had an amazing time away. It was good, great. Really good. needed it as well. Um, I mean, yeah, I have struggled with time. I mean, like we were trying to organize time to go watch the black phone in the yes. set, and it was just like not going to happen because of how busy we've all been. Um, but I mean, we watched, um, I've been trying to catch up with a few things. Mm. So I watched the Candyman. Oh the, yeah. The, the remake. remake. Yeah. Well, well, actually, no, sequel. it's, it's actually yeah, it a is sequel. Actually a sequel. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Right. It is. Um, I, do you know what? I actually enjoyed that more than I thought I was going to. I thought it, it was mediocre. It was honestly. kind of like it was average. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was average, absolutely. But I was kind of like, you know what? The way you tied it into the first one, yeah. The way I, do you know what? It's about three different movies or three different things I've watched or played that have done the whole. We're going to show you this story by animating it. Yeah. In a like with puppets or yeah, with like yeah, yeah. storytelling, they yeah. did, did it in that, and I realised how much I really like that, that way style. of storytelling, yeah. that style. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it was alright. It weren't bad. I like the whole spoilers. I like the whole like you know hive thing becoming part of you know the myth the of lore, the, the myth. Stuff. yeah yeah, I yeah. Think they, they built that quite well actually it's just yeah. like you said it was just all together it was kind of like eh, yeah. um prey obviously yes prey <clears throat> i've got prey on my notes as well i really enjoyed this movie man i watched yes. the comanche I... cut yesterday did you it was really good you even see... though it's just a dubbing over oh, yeah man, it was so well, much see, I, I watched that because the one thing that i'll say as well the most impressive thing about it for me personally was the sound design. Yeah. So I rewatched it with a, a, a headphones on, and it's, it's just it's incredible. It's so the immersive. Landscape, you know what I mean? everything is beautiful as well. Well, yeah, I, I just... thought that what I the reason that I enjoyed this one so much is because I think what they did, they they did what made the first one so good in the way they kept the scale small. Yes. Yeah. Like it's a big budget movie and stuff, but it's like it's just look. I mean, the first one was a bunch of marines in a fucking jungle. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really do much else. But crazy, you know? crazy thing. I'm, I'm trying to stay on the same tangent as you. Mm. Like the first and second Predator movies, the city and the jungle are like characters of the movie as absolutely. well. The Predator, yeah, 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 absolutely. With this one, same thing with this land that they're in is that it, the, the film utilizes it that. I was forever looking at the screen like, is the Predator there? Like, <laughs> yeah, am I, like, like, I going to catch it? Like, you yeah. know, you don't get that in kind of Predators or the Predator. It's just like, here's the backdrop for the character. Yeah, and I, th- I think they had a, a better character for the actual Predator as a hunter in this one. You know, mm. the way he was like, because he's very like hands-on, literally, in this movie. He does a lot asshole. of shit. Well, he does a lot of shit with his hands. Yeah. You know, and... Like when the laser comes up and you think, oh, f- dude, you got to fucking use a shoulder cannon on these guys. Got bows and arrows, and then yeah. arrows like pew pew pew. Like, yeah, I like that his technology matched his prey. I really yeah. like yeah. that as well. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There, are a lot of people that no. were like, you know, oh, the CGI on the bear and yeah, stuff. I'm like, I, hey. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna argue the toss that the CGI didn't look great on the. Yeah, and it, stuff. it, it was definitely there, restricted budget yeah, wise. But there was what I what I liked was the uh, the the safari nature. Like the, I mean, there's a sequence that that sums it up perfectly. Where there's a bug that crawls yeah. um, to a rodent that yeah, gets yeah, eaten yeah, yeah. by the snake, and then the snake gets attacked by the predator, and then the predator fights the the Very wolf good. dog. Then he fights the bear. You know so. what was amazing about the sequence is that, like, okay, so first <laughs> off with the CGI. They were never going to get a wild bear. You were what, never going to get a wild cat. So CGIing it. No, they I fired mean, that one that raped Leo, didn't they? <laughs> right, but, Revenant. In Revenant, right? Yeah. But, but Shame. like, if we're going to talk about CGI, they did as good as they could to get those animals to work as well as they did. Oh, the yeah. snake sequence. I was watching last night for the first time. Yeah, you know, because I fell asleep the first time. You watch the snake hit that creature, 
and it catches the predator on the leg mm. yeah so it just damages the predator a bit so obviously that catches the predator's attention and then the snake turns and goes what the fuck was <laughs> yeah. that and kind of oh, up. Fight. and that's when the predator gets it so yeah. i'm like man if the if the snake had not caught him <laughs> mm-hmm. it would have just gone off and the predator would have just mm. stood there because he, he's in the moment he's, yeah. he's, he's becoming part of the environment him turning around like fuck you snake <laughs> yeah. i got pissed off when he caught the wolf that was cheating <laughs> yeah that poor wolf yeah, dog didn't have a chance did it dog. <laughs> But but all all round yeah really strong yeah strong yeah. offering in the there was a, a few yeah. moments that made me groan and grumble um, but overall really you know decent yeah. solid entry yeah. I was I I kept saying I've been saying it for months and months like Dan Trachtenberg really enjoyed uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane so I knew that he could do you know work yeah, with like actors in a, in a small scale and so he pulled off what. You know that hasn't been done in like twenty years, yeah, well, thirty a, a years. Good yeah. movie, Make yeah. a good predator movie, and it was all there. You know, like I, I really enjoyed the. It sounds really funny, but I enjoyed the end credit sequence. Yes, that shows yeah. like yeah. oh, and they, and, the, and then they were pissed. It, it, know, yeah, um, it alludes to the fact that obviously the story of they that. Come back and whatnot. I don't yeah. want to go into too many spoilers for those that maybe haven't seen it yet, but yeah, go see it. If you, if yeah, you defi- definitely, definitely check it out. It, so yeah, that was good. Uh, I mean, well, the, the, the thing is, it's it's. It's having a massive success on Hulu. It's a record breaker for Hulu, as a matter of fact. Mm, yeah. It's the number one um, number one spot of all movies and TV series debuts on Hulu, and also for Disney Plus in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has the most hours watched in the first three days, awesome. re- breaking records again. Critics and fans have praised it highly, and so it definitely would feel like we're probably going to get another Predator outing before long. As we know, well, there yeah. is an alien movie and an alien TV series mm. in the works. It's Man. got nothing to do with the Ripley storyline. Do, do, you know, do you know what they've got coming <laughs> soon? Uh, I've kind of... I, I probably shouldn't say this while the wife's watching, but hey, you know what? It's a podcast. Um, I, I've pre-ordered on my Amazon wishlist that Dark Horse are re-releasing through Marvel their Predator line of comic books. Oh, That's awesome, awesome yeah. Omnibus, on, an omnibus, omnibus book, yeah. 99 quid for the whole book. Damn. That's it, look, I mean, well, but, there's Christmas. Well, that's it. <laughs> if, if, if Marvel are picking up all the comic books and Dark Horse are signing up to that and Disney have got control of it, I'm like, give me Alien vs. Predator again. Yeah. The next yeah. AVP movie is going to be fucking <laughs> sick. Yeah, man. I, um... I suppose the other the other big one that I saw, and I'm, I might have a, there might be a rant incoming now, is I did go to the cinema and watch Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay, yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to rant about the film. So I enjoyed it. It was a fucking comedy. But what are you going to rant know? about? So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, don't get me wrong. I, I ain't got a problem with people not liking it at all. By the way, because I know I talked to a lot of people that were like. They were like, it was too funny for me. Like, we went too far, we went too hard in the paint. I didn't like it for this right. reason, I didn't like it for that. Totally fine. But. Because, well, no, no, no. Because, no, what I'm saying is, is because um, your opinion about a, a piece of art is subjective. So you're right. Yeah. If you, say, if you didn't like time. it, yeah. then you're right. Yeah. If yeah. I liked it, I'm right. Because yeah. it's, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah thing. totally. This is the difference. Is what you don't get to do, and this is really fucking, you know, and again, I know people are kind of going to say, like, is this your first day on the internet? I got real fucking pissed off watching people's reaction to other people on the internet because I'm like, you know what? Can we just be a little bit better than this? Because you could, like I said, no, you can totally internet, disagree dude. with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if you <clears throat> exactly, like, you, like you, there's you, a difference. Oh, and you, no, if I say sort of like, no, I enjoy, I enjoyed yeah. it, and you go, I didn't. Fuck you! You're an idiot for liking that movie. Now you do that on the yeah, internet no, yeah. for some reason, and it seems yeah, that's to be the like, main it's acceptable. That, 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 I know, yeah, I know, yeah, but well, I'm kind of like. 
you would not fucking say that to my face. Yeah, it yeah. just re- it really fucking bugged the shit out of me. I think it's been building up ever since Last of Us 2. Yeah. Where people were like, fuck yeah. this game. Yeah, Why yeah. didn't you like it? I haven't played it, but fuck you for liking this game. Uh, yeah, well, like, that's a whole different thing. You know, like, you know? Totally agree with you. It's the same assholes who took the stance when Vince McMahon retired. They were like, yeah, fuck that guy. Burn the eulogy. Well, there just, just seems to be a group of people who will... It's just, it's, just like, it's, it's that to... personal kind of sort of like if you don't like the thing I like then fuck you and it's like yeah you know... yeah but so no but that's the thing like <laughs> exactly so yeah sharing of, of opinions is great so having two <clears throat> subjective opinions over one film Absolutely. is interesting to see two different points of view on it yeah. however it is also you know every film you can objectively also break it down and leave your subjectivity alone stop having opinions but so long as you can back up what objective that's comments key. you're making that's with references like, honestly, or honestly i'm more just like just don't fucking personally att- just yeah, be better it's the personal what? attacks exactly no, 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 that's that's know, when people have given up because no, no, they no, can't through experience of Especially doing Mar- it. like now marvel fans i'm like oh can we not be star wars fans I mean, about it oh, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Through experience of talking about films for so long, people will go the personal route when they feel like they cannot convert you to their way of thinking. They yeah. somebody really hates all love and thunder, and I watched yeah. all love and thunder in the movie. And you know what was funny? While I was watching it, I tagged all the moments. I was like, "The internet's going to hate that. The internet's going to hate that bit. They're going to hate that bit. They're going to hate that bit." Because I think personally, Taika Waititi turned around and went, "You know what?" Fuck everyone, I'm putting this in. The bunny rabbit, spoilers for a full love and when the little girl turns around with the powers of Thor, with the, the bunny rabbit in her hands, and spins around and kills a bunch of things, <laughs> I loved it. But I also knew that there was going to be a majority of people who don't get it that are going to dislike it, and they aren't going to be able to verbalize it in a well, way that they didn't dislike it by not insulting dude, you. And they're, they're I don't have to. children. I don't understand what this child moment means to me, so fuck you and fuck your ideology. That's the thing, and that's where I turn around and I go, well, maybe you're the one out of fucking touch. But like we said, that's the art. You're, you're not bringing something to the movie. When you go to a movie and there's a kid moment, having a fun moment, if you don't have kids, you're not bringing that heartwarming moment that you have when you see a kid with a smile on the face. If you're a parent and you do, you see it and you go, I get that moment. Same with jo- uh, same with Jane Foster. Her death sequence, at the- spoilers, her death sequence <laughs> at the end of Thor Level It's too late now. Yeah, too late now, but fucking, you should go fucking see that movie. If you don't want to see it, then you haven't seen it for a reason. But her death moment, I was like, man, that really hits in the feels. But I knew that there was going to be a bunch of audience members who don't have emotional attachments like that to understand what Thor was going through when his partner died. That's the woman he loves. Yeah, I know, and, and, and the film did not make me care. Then and you it should have done. Then you haven't followed the other three movies. Well, of course before. I have. No, you haven't. Thor Dark World. No, I haven't. Thor Dark World. Kind of stepping all over my point here, dude. Yeah, Thor, exactly. No, no, don't no. shout at him no, no. for not liking the movie. <laughs> right. was my, I've that got was literally my but point. But I've got backup. I've got backup for it. Thor Dark World. A lot of people hate it on. I think it's the oh, yeah. best one of Thor series. That is the massive indicator that Thor had a relationship with Jane Foster. They removed it for the third movie because they didn't think the audience fan base liked it. Of course you need a fan base character. Same as Pepper Potts for Iron Man. Same well, as fucking uh, Captain Carter. Yeah, I'm not arguing that you can't not have these characters. Like I it's said, <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie for it. But, but, I, but, but you see this? You know... This is what the internet isn't able to do is where you bring up well, arguments and exactly. people start to agree of things that they usually disagree on. 
I think my I think really honestly my point is just sort of like if if you if you if you're going to talk to someone online, just think like would I say this to this person's face? <laughs> And you, no, I know exactly. But like, this is my thing. It's like, yeah, well, you know, fuck it. We got a platform, so I'm going to say it. It's like, honestly, it's like, if you wouldn't say it to the person's face, maybe don't even, don't even write it. You know, because Matt Nine Times Ten, you, you look like a bitch. Dear, seriously, you, know? you need to spend more time on the internet to understand. Well, no, clearly, you need to spend less time on the internet. <laughs> like, you know. But no, I mean, like I said, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, it was one of those films that I enjoyed, but walked out cinema going like. Man, I'm totally gonna get why people didn't like that movie. Yeah, you know? I, I, was, I was exactly <laughs> like, the same. You know, I understand yeah. it and stuff. I thought Christian Bale was great in it. Uh, oh, yes, he I, was I, I thought he was yeah. really good. Was Ironically, really good. even as much as I enjoyed the movie, I was also like, well, he was really good, and I really like Gore as a character. Like that Aaron James run is fucking spectacular. But I was like, probably the wrong choice of a fucking villain for this bitch though, because it was really funny, and he's like a proper murdering god killer. Yeah, but Taika Waititi. <laughs> Maybe we could have gone with someone a bit softer. But whatever. He, he made know. that whole end sequence as well. Between Christian Bale, Taika Waititi's camera angle, I, I, spoilers again, sorry. I love the way, <laughs> I love the way they had Infinity's imagery, on there, when he goes to speak to her. Yeah, like seeing yeah, that yeah, on yeah, screen. Yeah, that was cool. Fuck was everybody cool. else's. Opinion. No, I got, I've got to admit the, the, one, on the one bit that I did, even I was like, oh, I think you you've gone full fucking Thor and gone too far <laughs> on this bit. Is I was like, why, why, when the fuck is Russell Crowe Mario? <laughs> Where someone was like, you're playing, you're playing Zeus. Okay, the Grecian god. All right. I don't so know great. what the oh, you're doing here. <laughs> like, hey, um, no, what are you doing? We're not He's now an Italian Greek god. Takaya was just sort of like, you fucking go tell me it. It's people. Like, I ain't telling him. Uh, no offense. Yeah. We had a Scotsman playing an African in a movie about immortals where a Frenchman was playing a Scotsman, so. Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Australian playing the Greeks. No doubt, but there you go, anyway. That was yeah. So that was that was my little rant on my over. <laughs> yeah. Did you get it out? Of here? Just stay off the internet, I guess. Isn't it, you know? I well, I got a more. small small story to share because I was now going to oh, give a, 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 a mini you, a Gary? mini review for Nope. Oh. Oh, cool. Right. Um, yeah, I see the story. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, Nope came out a couple of weeks ago. I'm... Listen, I know he shit at it, but don't spoil this one because I do want to watch this. Okay. okay no, no worries. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so Nope came out a little while ago and of course everyone remembers the trailer that came out everyone was like what is it oh, we don't know Nope well, and remember. so the chat's on fire with this I, and of course I've been sorry. <laughs> not been able to go to the cinema been busy yada 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 and so the last time I went to the cinema was to see Jurassic World Dominion and I went with my friend John of course I paid for the for the pizza and for the meal uh, uh, for the for the cinema tickets my treat and, and, uh, you, and you still owe him and, money for and, him and, having to sit and, through that and so he was just like uh, so yeah I'll, I'll, I'll pay you back we'll, uh, I'll buy the tickets for Nope and we'll do pizza again so it's like great that's great it's like you know message me later I need to get back to work I'll talk to you later and so Friday comes I meet up with my friend John I'm like yeah how are you doing blah 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 let's go down pizza yep we're eating pizza we're sat there and he's just like uh, so yeah the, uh, the, the, the 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 films for when the buffet ends uh I've got the tickets and we're the only two people in there. I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> well, I get the feeling it's not going to be great. So, uh, okay, get in there, sat down. Like, well, so these trailers are a bit weird. There, there's these, there, there are loads of Japanese animated movie trailers. Why is there trailers for Dragon Ball Z action figures? That's because I'm watching Dragon Ball Z Super Super Saiyan Hero Mega Force 9 Blue Edition 
Oh, fucking how no! You, did you watch it all? Did you stay no, on? No, why? How do you know that that's why the film's not called Nope? How do you know that that's not the <laughs> yeah. twist? People get so there and go, walk, Nope, no. and walk out. I walk and out and go, well, This is a funny cartoon. It's a bit longer than I expected, uh, you know, at the beginning of the movie, but oh, no. Oh, dude. I, uh, yeah, I ended up. On the plus side, it was just you two in the cinema because I've gone with a group of four. <laughs> Right. Where Donna, bless her heart, told us the wrong screen, and oh, we walked no. in, sat down. To, we were supposed to be watching The Force Awakens, right. and it was the fucking Revenant. <laughs> right. And I'm like, <laughs> but I was like, Star Wars I, looked, I was like, hey, I've seen Force Awakens already. Can we stay and watch this? And like, no, and we had to get up. Like, excuse me, oh, no. do the awkward shuffle out. So at least the place was empty. That oh, is fucking man. bad. Hey, we've so, all yeah, done I, that. Because like everyone's no, got to I've never paid for a ticket. No, no, I've no, no. John I'm sorry, no, that's no, different. Not purposely but, but, yeah, bought no, the wrong ticket. That's yeah, different. Yeah. Now, now, John is a Dragon Ball Z fan. So when the film started, he was like, "Oh, oh well, this is this, and up. this is that, and this is <laughs> this." And I'm looking at him like. Like I've got, I'm like, like I, I haven't watched a single freaking episode. I but the, I know who Goku is. Like almost, he's like, like Sonic the Hedgehog. He's Did like you turn Superman. into like old man, like kind of. Is that a Goku? Is that a Goku? Like, is that Goku's kid? Is that same, his yeah. grandson? Is Goku even in this like, movie? Goku's not in. I'm not watching it. No, is I, that like, a Triple H? Like twenty, I, I walked out twenty minutes into the film. Twenty minutes into the film, I was like, right, I'll try and understand. The story, fuck no. Yeah, I'll no. try and appreciate the art style, fuck no. I'll try and appreciate the music or the editing or the story, fuck no. Like, it did this Dragon Ball Z movie did, excuse me, fuck all, to bring in somebody who knows nothing about this universe to, to try and get yeah, into it. And I tried, I tried to get into it. I, was, I said I was, to John, I was like, we reviewed a Japanese manga anime Black this Butler. year, Black mm. Butler, in the middle of this story. I'm like, I have no idea what's come before or what comes after it, but I will give it a go. I will, I will take it in. But this Dragon Ball Z movie does does nothing. I was, I was getting infuriated when they jailbreak out this four, this fourteen year old boy who's in jail, and as he's leaving the prison, throws a grenade and blows something up, and he gets in the car and drives off. And I'm like, there's no repercussions. Why is it? I know. I was just like, I, I'd like, I, I, I'm out. I'm, Fucking gone. <laughs> My friend John was like, Look, we can leave if you want because I think this is awful too. And I like Dragon Ball Z. So I was like, nope. Some, some, movies, some movies you can switch your brain off and yeah. you can just go with. Some movies... Thor, Love and Thunder. But some movies you're, you're set up for something else and you nope. just haven't got time to turn your brain off. That is devastating. Yeah. So, uh, you are, to be fair, like that movie, you're kind of like... You're in a mood to watch that, if you know yeah, what I mean, because yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, you like, be I, I wouldn't watch that movie. No, like, I've, I've not seen it, I've not read anything, but I understand it's like it's definitely going to be like a what the fuck is happening? Yeah, in yeah, movie. totally. I want to be able to yeah. sit down and watch that. So you would have been in a certain mood as well. Have you then, not seen? Um, they're like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball. So I assume that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. either of those. I know they're really good. Us, <laughs> I, I prefer us. I think us. Is Everything that's really movie. good, I don't watch. I didn't watch. I got to be honest. I, I, yeah, I liked. I did enjoy Get Out, but I don't. It was a film that I watched. I was like, "That's all right," and then it was like, you know, next Skeleton day we were like, Keys "Best bad. fucking movie ever!" And I was like, yeah. "Everyone, calm the fuck down." But, Keys but that's your opinion, so I didn't go online like a little bitch. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he but, says so go online. <laughs> yeah, I have a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did. Yeah, I thought I thought um, us was a really clever fucking movie so i was i'm looking forward to nope. Yeah. Apparently, there's a load of Dragon Balls in it, so I might not go. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> Shame. Yeah, I'll give it another go. Oh, I'll give it another go. 
Um, <laughs> that is brutal though, that is. <laughs> shall, I, shall I do some catch up just to change yes, the subject? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been on um, holiday for the last couple of weeks since obviously we did the podcast with Blunder. Hey dear, if you're if you're listening. Um, so I've been knocking out a bunch of shit, so I wanted to write some shit down. Like I said, Thor Love and Thunder, man, I purposely said to the wife, look, we've got to go see that we take Dylan Marvel movie in the cinema. At the moment, Marvel can't do any wrong, so I was all over it. Gore, um, Christian Bale was fucking just amazing. Christian Bale, Dark Knight, come on. Like, can that motherfucker do anything wrong even when he's shouting at people on stage? It just boosts the rating for his fucking movies. Um, I did actually think it was... Casually walk through his set, (laughs) create a moment. I did think it was better than Multiverse of Madness. Like, I really like Multiverse of Madness, but I think Gore... Uh, Tiger YTD hit so many more personal levels. I have to um, we rewatch it because I, I rewatched Multiverse of Madness and like recently and I was like, Do you know what? I I enjoyed that the second more the second time round. I still enjoyed it in yeah, the cinema yeah. and that kind of like ah it was yeah. fun, Sam Raimi for the fucking win. That was great. Yeah, Sam but yeah, the second time round I was like, Do you know what? I think this one's gonna be one that people later on down the line because I know it got a little bit of grief because everyone expected it to be fucking Oh yeah, Tom Cruise was gonna massive. fly in and save the universe of someone apparently. Well he was too busy doing his other movie. He was hanging out of the yeah. plane, I was like, ah, <laughs> Man, but, the Batman. Yeah. Holy fucking shit, the best Batman movie to date up there with the Dark Knight. Totally. Like, Remember when we had this conversation six podcasts ago and you were like, ah, I'll watch it whenever. Yeah, and I, and I knew I was building up for it. So as soon as it came out on DVD, I bought it. I set aside three hours on a Sunday morning. I put the DVD on. I said to the wife, look, go play Star Wars. I'm not moving from the sofa because I need to kind of watch this movie. Paul Danho, holy motherfucking shit. Right. That guy is, if you haven't seen uh, There Will Be Blood, go watch that mm. and then go watch The Batman because he's so good in that. Robert Patterson, Man, you talk about Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton, <laughs> Robert Pattinson just fucking stole it for three hours. You know, he was amazing. Um, I saw The Spy Who Loved Me and Goldeneye on the big screen. Nice. Over the whole day. <clears throat> That's cool, man. And you know, I wish I could have. I know you called me and said if I wanted to go and I just couldn't get I no time and I, I wish I could have watched that. Man, Goldeneye would have been sweet. I'd you know, love to have gone to see Goldeneye. Do you know so. what was so good for both movies, though? I didn't even time this. I don't even know if you timed this. Is it this. that you bought the tickets for that movie and got to see them because that's obviously no oh, okay. it's the fact that i got <laughs> all the tickets Sorry. i took my <laughs> son to see both movies and he stayed awake and watched both movies it was great I, there was other fathers there with their sons as well that's awesome both movies when i got home i went in the front room i grabbed myself a beer because i was driving so i couldn't drink until i got home both movies were on ITV. <laughs> I would sit down, spoil up me, and go night. I sat down the bitch. Turned to went, no way. And I just watched the endings of both movies again. Fucking Roger can Moore I, um, on the big screen and small screen is amazing. Can, I, can I just ask you what you talk about? Um, What's that? Um, I got the my Batman. List. I, got my list I don't know if in news, because if in news we'll talk about them, mm-hmm. but nope. DC and. Oh, it's is actually, that in the news? No. Um, it should be. I just. I've, Woo! Yeah, Man, yeah. yeah. Uh, should we just scorch the earth at this point? Should we just should we jump into the news, shall we? Man, DC. Uh, well, uh, I, well, one thing before. Let me go through his list. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. thing I want to bring up before we move on to the news, actually, uh, and I, I want to do this. I read Jackie Chan's autobiography book. I've oh, had cool. this book in my collection for about between five to ten years. I cannot remember exactly when I picked it up, but I remember. Linda and I were on holiday and they were giving away some free books. I saw Jackie Chan's face. I was like, I'm a fan. Yeah, I totally. That. Well, remember I watched, I remember I read Mick Foley's book this year. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. Well, have a nice day. Have yeah. a nice day. The yeah, first a good one. fucking book, man. So Sorry. I purposely bought, uh, I purposely got the Jackie Chan book out and I started reading that. You know what? Exactly the same. 
you know, weirdly enough, like two. What, he talks about Undertaker throwing him off the cell. <laughs> no, he talks about. Obviously, Jackie landed better. <laughs> talking about grown. Well, weird enough, it, it's weird enough you make jokes, but it's weirdly the same thing where both of them had this idea of what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They wanted to reach this level and they wanted to do this thing. So they went and they trained. They would throw their bodies around. Jackie Chan, he spent like the first 15 years, like as he was growing up, training under the tutelage of this guy's master who, who trains children for the Royal Chinese Opera, right? The training he goes through would be fucking illegal nowadays. They <laughs> yeah. would get up at fucking five, yeah, right. train all day. You, if you ate, really you were military here. Yeah. yeah, it was, but it was the way it was back then. And the weird, like I said, weird thing was when I was reading Mick Foley's book, the same thing he's talking about wrestling. You'd go to the backyard of some guy's house. There was no. Rim. Oh yeah, break, breaking into the business you in his just, era was fucking you hard. You hurt your body to get there. They they beat you up yeah. to kind of dissuade you. Yeah. Jackie Chan, he went through all this stuff and he wanted to become this big star. Bruce Lee hits. Becomes mm-hmm. a big star in Hong Kong. You know, Jackie Chan wants to follow up. He does star in Enter the Dragon. He does get bit parts as stunt guys. But there was one part. If you ever get the chance to read his old biography, I fucking totally say you should totally read it. But there's one part in, this, in the book where he mentions about how Golden Harvest, the film company, the film studio, is mm. just gone mm. now. He's... Forever through the book, he's talking about. It's crazy because I can change. literally see the logo in my yeah. yeah, I always right find it fascinating. Of, yeah. uh, studios and their histories. Yeah. If you watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now, the Golden Harvest logo will pop up along mm. with Warner Brothers because they were doing yeah. conjunction and released the film. They failed to pay their rent one month, and the Chinese government, who was renting the land to them, went, "That's fine. Nobody's watching your films. We're we're not renewing your lease. Everything's sold. The whole land's gone. They turned it into a residential box." quick as that yeah like that and the, the crazy thing is reading Jackie Chan's book is constantly him talking about change like he wanted to be the biggest star in the world mm. and then he realised he could only be the biggest star in Hong Kong until he could make himself so big <clears throat> that when he got yeah. to the rest of the world they already knew who he was yeah you know, even though all of he even says like all of the films that he thought were absolutely bad, and he acts bad, and he films bad, and every all the editing's bad, those are the films the fans get behind. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. It, like I said, it takes yeah, but again, it's that style, in. isn't it? It's like you know, it's so different when you watch those old Hong Kong movies and but, stuff. But it's a crazy thing. Um, it's like the same thing with Mick Foley. Mick Foley, his fans, they don't remember the big matches where he wins the belts and has the great time. They remember the little matches where he was wrestling within thirty, uh, dude, in front like, of thirty like people. Him and fucking Vader on like. German tours and stuff that exactly. you can see on his DVD Man, where you're like dude just, they're kicking the shit out of each other in front of nobody both books like, were yeah. just absolutely amazing I finished Jackie Chan's book uh, uh, yeah all biographies I, mate all biographies nice. I watched yeah, um, yeah. you know what's funny just actually real quick one something that you should listen to in the same respect and it's, it came to me because you mentioned Ninja Turtles uh, Kevin Nash yeah. he's got a podcast yeah 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 click this and it's about six episodes in obviously you know uh, Diesel if you remember yeah, from yeah, back yeah, in the day yeah, Big yeah. Daddy Cool Fantastic. Him and Sean Oliver. Sean Oliver does um, the YouTube um, YouTube channel or did do it. Some amazing interviews, and they've always they always had some great chemistry in yeah, interviews yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, fantastic podcast. But he even he goes into the details about how he became the Super Shredder, like how he got the gig and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, this is fucking. This is so interesting. Yeah, this man. Is genius. The yeah, it's really good. Amazing. I watched the Jackie Chan movie recently. Some yeah. of it. Yeah, I started watching the Iron Mask. Oh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and oh. the worst, just unnecessary dubbing. They're speaking English; it's in English, but it's dubbed to fuck. 
with their own voices. It's just terrible. I went from Prey with some of the best sound design I've ever seen yeah. to the movie with legit the worst ever. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. It, so, uh, it was like, it was one of those movies where we, I think we got about 40 minutes into it and we're sort of laughing at how bad it is and it's like, are we going to seriously finish this? I'm like, see what's left. If it's a 90 minute movie, two hours, <laughs> 20, fuck yourself. Yeah, like, whoa. Done. Like, <laughs> turn it off. It ain't done, that fucking done. funny. Turn it off, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Let's hit the news, motherfucker. All right. Well, uh, before we get into the normal news, we'll, okay. we'll have that delayed segue from DC uh, <laughs> as, oh, yes. as Warner yeah. Brothers has decided to just burn money. Yes. Or someone, actually, it looks, a, it looks or like they're... Or Miller shooting himself. guns in the air. Like, or it looks like, like they're literally trying to make money and do tax write-offs for a whole load of properties. The, the the main one the headline story is essentially Batgirl, the the right. Batgirl the, the 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 series has been getting lackluster ratings yeah piss poor critical reception no. no no the oh. the, the, the lead the, actress the left time, the show this they is recast the only time they could do it yeah uh, and it's failed they brought the other actress back and it's failed they've spent ninety million on this movie and they're not releasing it because it's awful. And uh, because of other reasons, I, they, I, they will, also... I will point out. Sorry, just yeah. to talk over you, but one of the main reasons that it's cancelled is this is the only time that they're able to recoup that money yes. because of the merger with Discovery. That's Plus, right. That's right. They can literally write that movie off as a tax. And, but like, because yeah. of and that, you will never see we, it. Yeah, this isn't, make money money off it. It. This isn't like a restore the Snyderverse thing. Because yeah. if they, they, they can it, never release it because they, they'll have to pay that yeah, money back. If they accidentally release it, they ain't going to fucking do that. They'll yeah. have to pay all that money, so they're yeah. going to destroy all, all of, of that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it, it, it's it's upsetting, like for all the people that kind of worked on it. That was yeah, their, their totally. job. I feel bad for everyone. Yeah, yeah. all like, jokes they're... aside, like I'm going to see fucking Michael Keaton. Yeah, like, but all jokes aside, I feel terrible for the people that put all that work. I into mean, that why movie. are you rescuing the Flash? Fuck Ezra Miller's fucking movie. <laughs> he fucked himself up uh, the fucking three or four times with the police his movie is fucked you are not getting his movie you are not releasing Deadshot with Will Smith you are not releasing Aquaman 2 with fucking Amber Heard oh, they all are. three of them well, have they, killed they, themselves in the media <laughs> it's funny, do you know what's funny as well it's like with the Batgirl thing is like the excuse from Warner Brothers of like we didn't want to release a lackluster like DC movie I'm like you've been <laughs> doing it for years what the fuck Green Lantern crazy thing talking about DC a couple of days ago Linda turned to me I was like, what should we watch? Looking at TV. She's like, you know what I really fancy watching? I was like, what? The Harley Quinn movie. And oh, I was Birds like, of Prey. Yeah, Birds Why? of Prey, Emancipation. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, but she wanted to watch it. She put it on. You know what? I'm sad that I watched it. I was like, better than Aquaman. It is. I don't know. I mean, I it got is. through. Fucking Michael Robbie. Michael Robbie is an actually good actress. Oh, hey, I'm not. Yeah. Hey, I'm not disputing that. She carries that, that just, movie. Um... You know, the other actors do their parts as well as they can with writing. You McGregor is you fucking McGreg hamming you, it. Up. Yeah, but you and McGregor's a great actor. But yeah, as soon as he was sort of, I'm Ryan Sionis, I'm like, no, you fucking no, you click. <laughs> the thing that I hated with the Birds of Prey movie was that every female character was Harlequin. They, they, everyone, like they all were supposed to have their own unique personalities, but they were all the same character. It just it's because the writers didn't have anything. That's all. That was the only thing I remember I mean, from that. I remember. Yeah, I, can't I, even get I that remember. Part. I remember was, making an egg sandwich or something. One moment it was <laughs> a Birds of Prey movie. Next minute it was the Harley Quinn movie. Next minute it she, was she was great in the Suicide Squad though. Yes, she was. She was, she was great yeah. in that. Which so I'm not. I'm not knocking her at all. No, no, no. no. I love the because they realized they, they, they fucked up with Birds of Prey, so they went James Gunn, do what you can because 
fucking Marvel are fucking eating us out. Mm -hmm. And I will, I will be very surprised if in the next two to five years, Disney don't own DC. Um, I they, don't know. They need a movie. I don't, I don't they need think, a movie. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think now. Up. No, I mean what what Warner Brothers needs is a Kevin Feige esque person to come in and go. Here's your roadmap. This is what we need to do to get there. And they just need to like. But what they kind of need to. Yeah. No, well they've got the characters. Obviously, it's what more like characters? they need to scorch. They need to scorch the fucking earth of like whatever they were trying start to again. do yeah. and just start like, and yet fucking mate it's like we've got an amazing okay. Superman in Henry Cavill right. he's, he's a great that's, Superman that's great they're, I believe I heard that they're bringing Batfleck back yes uh, yeah, well, I would have loved to, to have yeah. seen the dump truck dump truck full of cash, cash. they backed <laughs> yes, up to his yeah. house like ding dong JLo opens it Ben <laughs> fucking money just pours <laughs> in the house like got that Batman money <laughs> but they're still going to be lagging like even then they're still going to be lagging you look at the popularity of bringing back Punisher in a in a film or TV series now and what he's got to go up against Batman again again even probably won't because Marvel <laughs> is Punisher do you know what's really good at the moment if you haven't seen it the, the Lois and Superman TV series. Yeah, I've heard that's quite good. That's I haven't actually had a really to watch good. It. Linda and I have been watching it. They've just started bringing. I've, I've made, I haven't they've had just a brought in Bizarro Marvel yet, and they just brought in Bizarro, and I thought, you know what, that's Shit. actually really working. Did you guys hear about? Sorry, real quick as well. It's on the the four hundredth episode of Hollywood Babylon. Kevin Smith talked about how he was doing an episode for a DC series. It was like a kind of like like a fantastic stories thing where it was like just the one. Shoot, he was yeah. kind of like uh, uh, he didn't. He was a bit anxious about doing it because Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith were like, "Yeah, okay, what's the budget?" And they were like, 12 million or something." An episode. Where he was like, "What? <laughs> like, fuck no, three. Like, you know, <laughs> that kind of gar, but, Yeah, but the funny thing, this is the whole. I won't go into the whole thing, but basically, he was writing the story which was which had Bizarro, and it was about you know an emotional arc of Bizarro becoming right, yeah. himself, like, and then eventually like a, a fucking a little bit of an anti-hero. But and he said that he said that he wasn't tapped for it. He hadn't agreed to it. But when they said, "Who do you want to play Bizarro?" They wanted Nicholas Cage to play Bizarro, <laughs> and I literally was like, "What?" Yes, <laughs> that made me yeah. sit up. I was like, "Shut <laughs> the fuck up!" Nicholas they're turning, they're turning it into a, they're turning it into a, a, a comic, so okay. you still get to see the story. But Man, when he said Nicholas Cage, I was like, "That's oh. how they reboot DC. You bring Nicholas Cage, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Bizarro." Is everyone? Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. Amazing. Well, into the regular news. Uh, now, sadly, this everyone is going to it's yeah, going to feel like a, a little bit of a eulogy, a bit of a wake. Uh, but of course, would you like to celebrate uh, these actors or these film directors that have given us films or, or movies or shows or something that we're going to remember for the rest of our lives yeah. and hopefully for generations to come? And so uh, first one I want to bring up is uh, actor James Can. He passed away at the age of 82. Of course, we're going to remember him from such films as Rollerball, Kiss yes. Me Goodbye, Alien Nation. Well, Santa's Slay. Santa's Slay. Godfather. Misery. Godfather. The Godfather. So many more. Yeah, misery. Yeah. Such amazing. Yeah. Uh, next actor that passed away was Bernard Cribbins. Passed away at the age of 93. If, you, if you're English, you've seen this guy. Yeah, in, in everything. <laughs> from you yourself a Doctor Who fan. You have fucking seen yeah. this motherfucker. Wombles, Railway Children. Wombles, yeah, I was gonna the say. Carry On films. Carry On Spying. Yeah. Carry On Columbus. Like Faulty Towers. He was even in The Hobbit and Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Wind in the Willows. Uh, Jenny Agata uh, released a statement saying that it was a huge loss, that he was a very special person, the kindest, most generous, funny man. 
always so full of energy and joy, and that's what he has given to so, so many. So, yeah, real uh, real loss, but at the age of 93, this guy Fucking is a legend. Fuck hell, what yeah. innings. Olivia Newton-John passed away oh, man, at the age of 73. Uh, breakout role in Greece. You know, a Xanadu, two of a kind, sordid lives, and it's my party. Does anyone else as well get their celebrity death news from memes on the internet? No, like I you get basically mine you Facebook. see you see some horrific meme on the internet about an actor or an actress, and you're like, oh, they've probably died. Oh no, no. Like, I you, li- oh, I saw one of the living in the car. No, she's in the car and she's flying off like, with Danny, and it's like 2022. Oh, I got a bad feeling about that one. Oh no, you have a thing on the phone that just says dark web because you're not supposed to click that. Um, this this one this one hit me. Uh, yeah. Lenny Von Dolan mm. passed yeah, away at the age of sixty three. Uh, a lot of people remember him from Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he was in Home Alone three, uh, but I'll always remember him as Not Miles <laughs> from Electric Dreams. Man, fuck that shit. I'll remember him as the fucking inspector from Red Dwarf. Yes. Who's just yep. like, oh, I'm sorry, I did not recognize you. And then Crichton shoots him. He's like, I've killed a human. Such a good pull. Oh, you're right. Really yes. yes. That's traffic control. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Lenny! <laughs> Paul Sorvino has passed away at the oh, age of 83 man. from Goodfellas, Law and Order, The Godfather of Harlem. Uh, this guy has been in so many, so many, you know. Gangster movies, yeah. crime movies. You recognise his face as you know Fat Tony, you know when he's there. Yeah. But, uh, David Warner has oh, passed away man, at the age yeah. of eighty from The Omen, Time Bandits, Star Trek Five, Star Trek Six, Five, TNG, Six. Titanic, a ton of horror movies like Waxwork, Cast a Deadly Spell, The Company of Wolves, Body Bags, Necronomicon. Oh yeah, Necronomicon where he's fucking frozen. Yeah, man. the frozen one where he's yeah trying to keep himself cold man, to stop the aging. Man, he's evil to me. Like he is. He is the, Lord he's of the evil. evil genius. He's the evil yeah, genius. from Time Bandits. When I go yeah. to hell, that motherfucker's gonna greet me. I'll be like, oh shit. <laughs> Um, this one here also, this next one upset. The next two upset me greatly. Uh, but I'm going to say as well, at least, at least all these people have got like their their ages are at least acceptable. Yes, yeah. like, yes. They're, they're all like hitting eighty and ninety, thankfully. So. Yes, that's great. Um, Wolfgang Peterson though has passed away at the age of eighty-one yeah. from Das Boot. Yeah, yeah, in the line of fire, the never-ending story. Ooh. Perfect Storm, Outbreak, Air Force One, Troy, Enemy Mine, Bicentennial Man, so, oh, so God, many more. Bicentennial Man. Yeah. Robin Williams, motherfucker. Too soon! <laughs> Too soon! I love that movie. That's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, Wolfgang Pearson brought so many memorable films into our lives. One of the greatest war movies uh, ever made. One of my favourite fantasy films ever made. Uh, guys left a mark, for sure. Uh, as has this next actor that passed away, Clue Gulliger, yeah. passed away at the age of 93. 70 years of film and TV roles, over 165 credits, including The Return of the Living Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, The Hidden, Uninvited, Puppet Master 5, The Feast Trilogy, Piranha 3 Double D, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, the last yeah. film he did was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. He plays the bookstore clerk and he's just yeah. sat behind her talking to Margot Robbie. Yeah. And mm. I'm like, man, Margot Robbie talking to Clue Gallagher, pretending it's the 70s because she's fucking one actress. And he's just, oh, 
Yeah. Oh, wonderful, man. wonderful actor. Man, and, and one more to add to the list. Because well, there's been a fucking I, I know. shit ton. Yeah. And Gary, Gary didn't add to the list, but we said we remember Nichelle Nichols yep. from Star Trek. The original Lieutenant series. Uhura, yeah. Man, her dance. Fucking Final Frontier in the <laughs> desert in front of those rebels. Oh, man. Like, she made miniskirts motherfucking cool. Like, <laughs> like... Star Trek, sexy it, as fuck. I mean, it's, it's kind of like um, it's it's kind of an easy one to say, but that kiss still. Yeah, the first it, interracial it's, it's re- kiss really, on television. It, it's not underselling to no. say how monumental that was. I mean, not only was it supposed to be with Spock to make the interracial yeah. thing, but the fact that he made it with Kirk. I know there's a bit of backlash that he takes to the scene, but still, black actress. Did you kissing did you, white um, guy? 1960s TV. Did you hear that story though? That was like um, about how apparently William, they wanted to, the studio were nervous and they wanted to film it from like an angle where you don't kind of see it, so it'd be like behind yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And he allegedly par- purposely fucked up every single one of those takes, <laughs> so, that William, so that they're William. like, it's the only one you can use. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, William Shatner fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, man, he's Which the, if he did, he's fair the play, dude. He's, he's, awesome. a, he's fucking yeah. dude. I, I think as it goes, if William Shatner survives. Out of all the crew of the Enterprise, we really need to check his house to make sure he's not stealing their souls. <laughs> oh, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just <laughs> don't be crazy or anything. Alrighty, and now in a bit of uplifting news, <laughs> Garth Marenghi is back. Well, <laughs> this <dude's> cool. <laughs> well, he wants you to curl up and die with his new book. Terratome, which is releasing November 10th this year, 2022. Now, he said it's less a book and it's uh, more a petrifying mind realm or psych zone, if you will, and you must. Terratome charts the paranormal adventures of a fictional horror paperback author, Nick Steen, rejected by both heaven and hell oh. for his blasphemous visions. Okay. Nick is a fallen angel now, living in purgative limbo in his hometown of Stalkford. <clears throat> Chained, literally, to a cursed typewriter in a flat, which also forms a part cosmic portal to unexplored demonic realms. <laughs> when Nick's imagination escapes, leaking out of his own head... Stalkford is overrun with a fictional horror of his, of his own books. They're in, incarnate denizens hell-bent on destroying Stalkford, outer Stalkford, and possibly slightly further. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a TV series it, on it, fucking E4. It, if if you're months, a fan of, you. of Garth Marenghi, I'm if you like you. Dark Place... This is this is going on your your must buy list yeah. for 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 anyone that you know that's slightly into horror. This is going to be an excellent Christmas gift for them. <laughs> no doubt. That's Gary hinting there. I'm yeah. hinting, yeah. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. Next story. Uh, the Pennywise: The Story of It recently uh, released, and now a new documentary is coming out called King on screen which is going to be focusing uh, uh, on the 80 plus Stephen King movies and shows that have been developed 80. from 1976 with Brian De Palma's Carrie all the way up to Firestarter oh, in 2022 yeah, and beyond yeah. it's going to include the creatives that worked and visualized the, the the novels interviews with the likes of Frank Darabont uh, Mick Garris Mike Flanagan Greg Nicotero sick. and more um, so yeah, the I haven't had chance yet to see the Pennywise, the story of it, because it's only available for streaming in America. 
Um, so I've been trying to find a place where I can rent it to, I'd to love watch it. it. If it King on screen, it was actually Stephen King, and it was just him, big pile of cocaine. He's like, <laughs> Let me tell you about how I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the full making of fucking hell. <laughs> Maximum Overdrive yes. still the best movie yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, I want. Yeah, I want know more. how I wrote that. <laughs> 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 Take that, snowstorm, motherfuckers. Truck and move. <laughs> Uh, next story. Now, this one, this one's a bit of a surprise, and didn't really think this was going to happen. But Friday the Thirteenth, the franchise could very well be moving forward with its thirteenth movie, Ooh. with it being now thirteen years since the last oh, well, the Friday the Thirteenth. The stars film. will align then. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, the franchise has been in the midst of a legal battle for years. Sean Cunningham, the original film director, and Victor Miller, the original film's writer, have been fighting about who owns what, uh, the, the ownership and the controls, like, do you own Friday the 13th? Do you own Jason Voorhees? Do you own Pamela Voorhees? Do you own the games? Do you, what, where's the license? Do you yeah. own the Jason movies or the Friday movies, etc.? Um, but, uh... Uh, Roy Lee, the producer of the It 2017, he also did the Ring remake and the Blair Witch okay. sequel, yeah. um, who uh, is a producer, has said in a recent podcast with the Boo Crew that he can't talk too much about Friday the 13th until the end of the year when we're going to have more news on that front. Now, back in 2018, so four years ago, Roy Lee and Vertigo Entertainment were planning the next movie... So it does seem now very likely that an agreement has been made and that Jason lives. And we're going to get Friday the 13th, okay. part 13. Crazy thought for, for, like you just said, all the licensing's all over the place. Yeah. You know, trying to work out if you own Panel Voorhees, Friday Frame, Jason, his mask, him in a bag on his head. <laughs> right. Crystal Lake, all that kind of shit. Teens. <laughs> yeah. No, I own teens. <laughs> yeah, like, bro. <laughs> if you throw all of that into one film yeah. and make it work until that it's a success, you can then contractually own that fucking IP for a set period until the next time the contract comes up for renewal. Mm. I've no yeah. idea. Well, it, it totally well, depends on the deal. Yeah, yeah, that's but that's how I'm tra- that's how I'm trying to work it out because, like, like you just said, Sean Cunningham, Sean Cunningham made Friday the Thirteenth Part One, but part of Friday maybe, Friday maybe it's a case of it's like you have to change it just enough in, in each yeah, point yeah. to yeah. be able to make it to, so it part- doesn't go to either or it satisfies both. Friday the Thirteenth Part One only has his mum in it; doesn't actually have Jason. When you go to Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, spoilers, yeah, so Sean Sean Cunningham kind of sold that to the movie company, so that's why the licenses starts to get diluted. If he make if he agrees that the company makes a new movie involving Jason, the backstory is mum, Crystal Lake, killing all the teens, makes it gory, makes it mm. a success, and you know, can get the IP to at least last another couple of years, then they could because that was the problem we had with the game. The game came out was so good, had all these ideas, and then all of a sudden the license yeah, just, just went exactly, and so no more updates because yeah. yeah. of because they were legally not allowed to so work on it. You need to pull. Crazy enough, this is what we've always said about Marvel and DC, what they're doing. DC is pulling everything back in, going, no, we need to own this. And so every year we fucking renew this so mm-hmm. that it makes money. And yeah. that's what they need to do with Friday Friday and Nightmare on Elm Street, too. For sure, yeah. Keep those franchises going. Yeah. Part 13, Jason plays Fortnite. <laughs> Yay! Jason goes with the world. <laughs> well, he's already been to space. Jason, so Jason yeah, gets COVID. Space. <laughs> in Manhattan, yeah. 
Alrighty, uh, next up in the news, uh, now Night Dive have come out and they've explained what went wrong with the disastrous release of Blade Runner, the Enhanced Edition. Now, if what, you what ever played the, the, uh, in, in the mm-hmm. late 90s uh, Westworld, you know, the Command and Conquer video game developers yeah, yeah, yeah. created a Blade Runner video game. I remember which, if you ever played it, it was a point and click yeah, you know, yeah, story yeah. driven yeah. puzzle game. Uh, which was great. Time. The graphic at the time it was Fuck. yeah it, over multiple discs. Yeah. Um, but earlier this year to coincide with the 40th anniversary of the movie, Night Dive were tasked with a remastering of the game. They released it and it was horrible. Right. It was all of the imagery was blurry. Yes, it had been enhanced so it would fill a 4K TV, but all the details were gone. It all looked smudged and blurry and a, a, an absolute mess. Not only that, the, the, came, the game, the, the enhanced edition came with more bugs than the original release ever had. Oh, uh, so it was an absolute butchery. And so they, they've come out and apologized and said, anyone who's brought this enhanced edition, here's the original game from the 90s for free. <laughs> because we it fucked it up. Why, I was going to say, what did, when they were doing that, was anyone going like, oh, <laughs> do you know what we should have done? <laughs> Just release the original game of it. Well, that was because... These, people... You always got to be so wary with these. I mean, like... Th- Every every time you get a re-release of a game now, it's just such it's, a gamble. I mean, Mafia yeah. Three was a big fucking yeah. Grand Theft Auto trilogy. Exactly. I was a risk. I mean, but I think I just it they're doing. Um, they've upscaled um, uh, Last of Us for right. PlayStation Five, and I'm like, ooh, fucking, <laughs> I'm really tempted because I'll play that game again, and I, you know mm-hmm. that will be three generations of console I've played it on now. But I'm like, oh, I love that game. I'd, I'd be interested to see what they do with it. But I'm I'm definitely not day one in it. No. That'll be like no, a. Let's, let's, let's just see a review. <laughs> I know what the game is, so it's like just yeah. let me know it's not fucked when I get it. But yeah. the fact that we have to do that now is like yeah. you know we, there's a couple of big PlayStation titles that I want like you know I can't wait for God of War Ragnarok. Sure. And part sure. of me is like day one that they can't fuck that up, can <laughs> uh, they? Yeah. Like yeah. Look, they fucked up Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid. You know, it's just like, in a way there's like I don't think that there's a, even a studio that hasn't done anything bad. Just because of the industry at the minute, I've got just got no faith in faith anyone. In yeah, yeah. You know? Well, Night Dive, they said they've apologised. They said COVID was an issue. The fact they said that they had to relocate the studio uh, yeah, at one point, and they said they had to rush to get it out by the 40th anniversary. Yeah. They said they're going to continue to patch it. They're going to continue to work on it and get this enhanced edition to where they envisioned it at the start. We, but they said also said that Westworld the is these fucking timescales that they're yeah, giving developers. Exactly, crunched, like yeah. You just, you're but leaning on these people. The the original source code, like usually when you do a remaster, you have the code so that you can enhance it. Yeah. They didn't have the code. The Westworld or EA lost the code for the game, so they had to reverse engineer it, which takes uh, it's, it's like quadruples the amount of work they've had to do. Yeah, because there's so, made gaps in the programming of things that they can't. It's understandable, yeah. but still um, a mess. If you're a fan of Blade Runner, very disappointing. Uh, next piece of news: another horror documentary coming soon. And it's called Living with Chucky. (laughs) It's already had its premiere at the Popcorn Frights Film Festival and to a lot of praise for its insight into the Child's Play franchise with interviews and anecdotes from everyone that's worked on all of the property property, while exploring the, the crux of it being Living with Chucky is that it's exploring all of the families that have actually been connected or bonded due to Chucky's so all the marriages mm. and relationships that have bloomed and blossomed and over the died. decades. 
And so that's that's the the weird insight that this documentary takes, which is kind of an interesting take considering it's a slasher horror you know, voodoo killer doll. <laughs> uh, but Bloody Disgusting mentioned that this documentary is a solid reminder of the time, blood, sweat and tears that these films demanded to get made. So, Props yeah. to the series, man, because of the popularity and the quality of the series. This is why Did they're like, oh, the let's... No, 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 I haven't had a chance oh, to see it, but I've heard nothing but good stuff. So good. I'm like, props to them because it's obviously... That's the reason that, hey, people are interested in this again. Let's fucking drop this documentary and let's do all that. So. It's fucking good. <laughs> we're, we're, like, I don't want to jinx it, but we're slowly turning slightly on horror and such with like, you know, Chucky and Prey. And it's like, okay, let's, if Evil Dead's good, yeah. like, we might Evil get Dead away rise later, yeah. I, I appreciate what we're about to talk about <laughs> in the second part. But still, that's, we're, still on the, we're still in the plus column. Yes. Like, Didn't you hear though? Like, it's kind of like they live. We're becoming the woke generation, and then slowly becoming I don't even back know, to I, sleep dude, generation. I don't even know what woke means Wake me up anymore. when we get back to the going yeah, back to sleep generation. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, casting a female as as, as it's, She-Hulk it's is woke. It's, it's bad. I was like, really? Because it'd be fucking <laughs> it's a dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna go back in my house now and stay off the internet. <laughs> I got some quick fire news for you before we wrap up this segment. Jason Blum has now teased that Five Nights at Freddy's movie is now involved with Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Oh, The creature team behind the film explained that the reason why this film has been so delayed is because they are still breaking the story. They want to make sure they get the story right. That's what's been holding production back. But they've said it's resolved and it's going ahead. Dude, I just heard Jim Henson. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I found as well the other day on Amazon Prime? Oh, yeah, yeah. Recommend everyone this. There's a film that I couldn't name because I forgot about it. It was from my childhood. Right. And I was explaining it drunkenly, I might have, on a Sunday, drunkenly explaining it to a friend in my fucking garden. And I was like, (laughs) it's about this kid. This is me drunk. It's about this fucking kid. And he sneaks into this place where they're making a huge animatronic dragon. And the dragon comes to life and he's like, did you fucking make this up? <laughs> I didn't. Because I found the motherfucker on Amazon Prime. It's called Monster Maker. Harry Dean Stanton is in it. Oh, nice. Um, Pam from Gavin and Stacey is in it. Just to throw that out as well. And the, the lead kid, I don't know his name, but he was the son in Cracker. You know, Robbie Oh, Coltrane? fuck. Yeah? Right, yeah. yeah they, oh, this is well 80s. Yeah, well 80s. Um, and it's about him and he, he, he wants to be a monster maker. Harry Dean Santa plays this guy who's like his idol. He makes all these animatronic monsters and stuff. Nice. And he works in, you know, in the city he's in. And he goes, um, he goes and starts working for him and he's making this thing called the Ultra Gorgon. And it's, this, and it's voiced by the dude who, who plays Dumbledore. <sighs> yeah. Perfect. Which one? The, the, not Richard <laughs> Harris. Oh, right, one. okay. And um, it, it kind of like, there's this whole shenanigans around it and he kind of goes to visit it at night and it's sort of he's not sure if it's coming to life and stuff and spoilers it does and stuff it's it's fucking stellar and also but really hate you still Henson, calm down but, but it's, it's, it's again that wonderful like practical shit I've been you know? waiting for them to make a Five Nights at Freddy movie since they made the fucking um, Nicolas Cage fucking puppet movie yeah but oh, uh, because they were both yeah, announced at the same time right. that one flew Nats, right out FNAF's storyline and I use FNAF because that's how the kids say it <laughs> right right is that down with the kids it's, it's, it's mate when you've got a fucking when you've got a son who watches nothing but FNAF and then tells you the <laughs> internet the, the entire yeah. series and then you have to Wikipedia it so that you can be two steps ahead of him so that it take you longer to Wikipedia trick. and Man, read yeah. it than Man, yeah. those animatronics eat children that's, that's the crux say. of it. Yeah, they that's the crux children. of it. <laughs> so if, if it's a Jim Henson horror movie, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, 
All right, next bit of news. Now, we laughed about this one a while back, but Amityville, they've got another film out already. Uh, they were just in space, oh but now November's coming. Amityville <laughs> Thanksgiving, <laughs> and it's releasing Yay. this November. No. So now we've got killer turkeys in the famous Amityville house. With the killer lamp and they're in space. Yeah, and sharks and zombies and werewolves. And Every, everything's been in that house now. And the, the boy could be having sex with his sister, and then it's the reason why he kills his family and makes ghosts. Turkeys now! You're gonna watch it. <laughs> You're gonna watch it. <laughs> I haven't watched any of them since number two. And there's 11 of them. No, no there's like 80 of them. <laughs> Paul W.S. Anderson is. Yeah, they keep giving this man money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They keep. They, they're like, you and Miller, here's all the money you need. Here's Just keep making money. stuff. Yeah. Now he's come out and he said, there's something that I want to do. And it's something I've always been interested in, and that is doing horror on the scale of Event Horizon once more. <laughs> Do you mean good? Okay. Right? Good. Yeah, something good, good would horror, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I rewatched Event Horizon literally last week. I'm like, this still holds up. Yeah. yeah, that's why I watched it. Was, it just popped up. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Mate, yeah. fucking Sam Neill, have you seen Possession? <laughs> Watch that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hopefully we might actually see a return to a standalone horror movie from Paul Anderson. Now, if he's going to do another something like Event Horizon, hopefully it's not as comically over the top as Event Horizon Where's was. Where's my wallet? I want to throw money down. <laughs> 20 quid. His wife's the fucking main star. Well, of course. <laughs> she wants to throw now. I mean, he, his new film's about to come out where she's the main star again, which is a PG movie. <laughs> <sighs> next story. Uh, Vince Gilligan has already started teasing his next show. Of course, Breaking Bad, Better Call yeah. Saul. Uh, but uh, apparently his new show is being kept under a veil of secrecy and it's being described as a blending of X-Files and The Twilight Zone. Now, of course, uh, Vince Gilligan was also a writer-producer for The X-Files before Breaking Bad. And so uh, he said that this new world that he's working in um, is like our world, but the tweak is that we're going to be focusing and exploring on the human condition in an unexpected and surprising way in that supernatural-ish kind of world. So can we experiment with the human condition any more than we are? We're trying to breaking bad in, in the X-Files world. Let's what? see what he's got. What crystal meth and aliens. <laughs> right. <laughs> more like I fucking see him. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. It's Vince Gilligan. I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up for whatever his new show is. Um, the 12 time Emmy award winning anthology series, love death and robots has a season four been ordered by Netflix. Wow, Four seasons. Yeah. I've not seen season one yet. Uh, now, no, I'm bad. I it's an anthology it. show, I start, I so you can watch. After season one, I didn't enjoy it. I've got to admit, that's just me. That's yeah. fine. Every every, uh, every one of those little movies, twelve, seven to twelve minutes, different style, different writer, different director, different animation team. I like yeah, that format. Yeah. Sure. So if you like anthology, sci-fi, I horror, totally watch it. And I just can't. It's uh, definitely can't. fill an evening. Well, what was the one of? Uh, oh God, what's his name? Blunt Camps. Um, Oh, Oak, Oak Studios. Studios. I thought that yeah. was better personally. That's what yeah. I recommend as an answer. Oh, sure. The next Saw movie has been announced and they are looking at a 2023 release. Oh, like, well, there's man. no Halloween next yeah. October, so let's yeah. bring let's bring Saw back. I'm, I'm a fan of Saw, but the last two... Spiral, Spiral and, and Jigsaw. Jigsaw. I've yeah. got both of them on DVD. They're not as good as when they finished it. They no. finished it. It's, it's done. If you bring it back... Uh, I'll watch Sp- it Spiral but, uh, was almost like 
offensive in the way it sort of telegraphed all the it twists. did totally yeah it was it was, it like, was, it was like, tedious see how fucking stupid do you think it, we are yeah it telegraphed like, it know. more than and Jigsaw actually I thought I thought that Chris Rock put in a good performance as in I like I'm not a comedian Chris Rock like yeah. things, I, I thought he was quite interesting but I mean he just didn't just slap it out of there <laughs> like he could have just get out <laughs> just, just slapped himself on so the, screen, but. this new Saw movie is being helmed by Kevin Grutter who mouth. was I think the writer director for Saw 6 and Saw 3D he signed on to direct this one uh, he also edited Saw the Final Chapter and Jigsaw in 2010 He's as well dead. the motherfucker's dead you can't bring now, him back now, th- th- this is what they've said Right, we've been listening to what the fans have been asking, yeah. and we are hard at work on planning a movie that Saw aficionados and horror fans alike will love. And part of that is giving the reins over to Kevin, the director of of Saw Six, which apparently is the fans' favorite in the entire series. So didn't get that far for it. Which one's Six? <laughs> I, only, I only watched Spiral because it came I up. Think on Six, right? sure. Six might be the one where the cop got killed at the end and it was actually a switch so it turned out that the guy who looks like James Reamer was actually a good guy no bad guy because he's working for Jigsaw <laughs> um, and yeah alright it's good but it's not as good as it's not as good as one I don't think it's good as four no and but yeah it certainly wasn't good as the very last one where they fuck, they should bring back fucking Carrie Hughes Carrie Hughes was the fucking king yeah, yeah. Carrie Hughes Maybe should they be will. new Jigsaw they probably will they probably they have to bring him back as the new Jigsaw. <laughs> I stopped after three. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't ask you for film opinions. <laughs> what? Do you want a wiki? In the last three. Or... Yeah, you can. It's that easy. Hellraiser. Oh, the news from Hellraiser. Hulu. Yeah. The yeah. new movie or the reboot will be R-rated for strong bloody violence and graphic nudity. Did you see the um, actor they're going for? The role of Pinhead is yep. a transgender actor, actress, yep. which I think is a very cool idea, but the writing has to work. Or it does, you're, it does. Or you're just slapping her in a suit and hoping that she can pull it off. It's it's a completely different, reimagined Pinhead. All for it. Give me something new. Uh, I've mean? seen enough Pinhead yeah. <laughs> as is. It can't get no fucking worse. Ex- so, exactly, you know. exactly. Well, no, no, but they've got a... And this project also has Clive Barker involved in it. Yeah, that's possible. With 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 this one, so that's unlike positive. the HBO Hellraiser movie, which is going ahead, being written and directed by David Gordon Green, who has just recently released the Halloween trilogy, Halloween Ends and Kills, right. and Halloween. So he's doing Hellraiser. Oh, for well. HBO, but HBO, I'm usually like stamp of approval Hall- quality. Hollywood was dick sucking bloody bad, so Howard's is going to be dick sucking bad too. Well, hey, it's let's, HBO. Let's get through Halloween ends, yeah. Yeah, so Halloween, we'll like, see. Oh, we right, right. To see. Let's, let's start having a shitty meal and eat the shitty meal and get yeah. to the end and hope that it's not a shitty meal at the end. Yeah, we need dessert. Well, if anything, <laughs> David sprinkles on this shit. David Gordon Green's proven that he can do comedy quite effectively. So if we're going to yeah, get a comedy Hellraiser, by the way, that wasn't me saying no. Ends might save it. I'm just like it may tank it. it, it even more. Yeah, like, right. yeah, fuck. Okay, next bit of uh, quick rapid fire news. Uh, Amazon Studios. It's been it. They've had set photos leaked that they are currently working on a Fallout adaptation based on the Bethesda series of games. Uh, showing the power armor and showing uh, one of the vaults. And also, I didn't realize this, but uh, Kyle McLaughlin from Twin Peaks is also going to no be starring way. in this Amazon Fallout series. Selling coffee. 
Probably. <laughs> Damn good cop. Michael Mann. We talked about him a little while ago. Uh, he released the novel of Heat 2. Yeah. yeah. Now he wants to turn the novel into a movie. Well, I think we kind of all saw this coming. Yeah, we did. But right now he's just Street like, it's, it's a bit too epic. And he's also very worried about, of course, De Niro and Val Kilmer. And whether or not they can play these roles and de-age them and age them. and Kilmer can't do the role. Exactly. We're all very worried about Val Kilmer, mate. It's not just <laughs> De Niro, you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. De Niro, like, De Niro's got a new film coming out, actually, where he's playing two guys. He's playing a mob poster and the hitman trying to go to kill them. That looks That's, He's playing but himself, I, isn't he? What, I'm, two parts? Yeah, but I'm honestly thinking it's getting to the point like it's Bruce Willis. Like, he'll be sat behind a desk for a lot of the film. He won't be able to do a lot of maybe moving around and shit. Like, if you're going to do Heat 2... Just do a prequel. Well, that's Tell what it, no, that's what it is. Heat yeah, two yeah, is yeah. a prequel yeah, and sequel to Heat. Kim, then don't use Kilmer. Don't use. Denier. But yeah, but then the, use, that's the, he's use what he's talking about. Yeah, but that's what he's talking about. Is then having to find cast members to fill in those. Oh, Paul characters. Dano. Paul Dano can play. <laughs> Paul Dano and everything. Dano. Paul Dano can play De Niro and Val Kilmer. Wigs. Wigs. <laughs> Bruce, like, remember Bruce we... Willis in Day of the Jackal when he came out with that blonde wig? Yeah. He looked badass. Oh, that wasn't, wait, that wasn't his hair? Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> the magic of cinema. The magic of cinema. Well, speaking of the magic of cinema, we are going to take a quick break and bring this part of the podcast to a close. <gasps> where we come back and talk about the magic of streaming shows. Yes. We're going to be talking about Netflix and the WWE shakeup with Vince McMahon's retiring. So we're going to take a very quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you shortly. Peace. And welcome back to the second part of the podcast, where firstly, we are going to be talking about the Resident Evil 2022 Netflix series. And then in the second part, we are going to be talking about the shakeup, the recent shakeup mm. at WWE with Vince McMahon retiring. So first, yes. Resident Evil. Now, last year, when Resident Evil Village was on the horizon, about to release. As a Resident Evil fan, it was a very, very exciting time. Yes. We're like, we've got Resident Evil 8 on it on its way. We've got an animated Resident Evil show going on Netflix. Yeah. We've got a live-action Resident Evil show going on Netflix. We've got a live-action Welcome to Raccoon City franchise reboot going on <laughs> all, all, all at once. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. it's. And so it was an exciting time. It was a really exciting time. And everything since that game's come out has been a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> Move over East. All of it. Everything before that was a steaming pile of shit. But, you know, we just went with it. <laughs> and so I, 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 I literally, I, 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 <laughs> well, my, my, my brain right. exactly I feel like the turning head zombie from the beginning of the first game right now <laughs> I honestly I don't understand how and why they can keep screwing up what essentially is the bare basics and you know of, of horror like all the criticisms at Resident Evil 1 the original 
It's like, it's the bare minimum. It's the basics of jump scares and monsters. And I'm yeah. like, well, then how come it's so fucking hard to turn that into a movie? And that's because they go, well, there's no clones in it. So we need some clones. You know what? There's no there's no DNA splicing of, of, of children. So we need that. That's what Resident Evil is lacking. You know what? There's no fucking zombies. They're called Zeros, apparently. Because oh, there was a game maybe called Zero. Is that why? Like... Uh, I'm jumping well, all Resident over the Zero place. Was the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that why they called them Zeros? And not zombies? We're not allowed to say zombies. So this Resident Evil show for Netflix, it's eight episodes long, and it is uh, the showrunner is Andrew Dabb, who has come over after the you know fifteen seasons of Supernatural, right? And he's hoping for at least fifteen seasons of Resident Evil. Oh, Although hell. looking at the feedback, it looks like it's <laughs> going to be one and done. But I'll be very surprised if Netflix actually gives this a second season. Do you do you have the budget? Do you know what they spent I on this? I don't know what the budget is. But I can tell you what the uh, the fan reactions are on IMDb for it. <laughs> now, Resident Evil the Netflix series is the lowest rated Resident Evil on that website with Research. a score of 3.9 on IMDb. And I was like, okay, well, well, what's Welcome to Raccoon City? That's a 5.2. That's average. I That's fine. Like Resident Evil, the final chapter, I was like, I mean, that's like it's a 2. Bad. That's a 5.5. <laughs> that's 5. even higher than Welcome. 5. For final chapter, that's a pile of fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. But this series, even on IMDb, has a three point nine. Do you reckon? Do you reckon like they got that? They got that news. Like we've been scored three point nine, and they were like, out of four? <laughs> <laughs> no, not not out of four, mate. Not not out of four. <laughs> not even out of six. <laughs> right. Uh, I, and, and the entire time watching this, like I, most people I've spoken to have started the Resident Evil series and not been able to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm a Resident Evil fan. I have to, I consume Resident he Evil. Does. He does. So I watched it without a second thought. But when Andy, <laughs> you should have stopped. <laughs> yeah, I texted Wait, him. Like I a trooper. You yeah. But like a trooper, you watched the whole show so I, you could yeah, talk about it. You know what? I did this for you. <laughs> I did this for you guys. <laughs> I was like, I messaged you. Said, Are you watching this? And you, I think you were about the same as me. You'd watched like the first episode. I was on episode two. Yeah. And I told you, I was like, I tanked out after two. Right. And like, you were like, I have seven. to finish it. Yeah, <laughs> you were like, seven. get to seven, watch the opening few minutes. And I was like, watching it going, at least the. There might be something epic at the start of seven. Oh no, he told me to watch it for a totally different reason. Fuck. I needed you to see Blade in Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. bad cosplay. So Blade. Okay, yeah. so let's just knock it out now. They <laughs> they cast Lance Reddick as awesome the new actor. Wesker. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing actor. Great actor. But I even liked the... him in Horizon Zero Dawn. He's in the video game well, of that and he's fucking. Yeah, great he's a great it. voice actor. What yeah. were they thinking? Like, okay. All, all things aside, if you completely change the skin color of a character, you have to have a reason behind it. Like, I would totally get with the fact that Wesker, the original Wesker from Resident Evil, realized that he was a clone and decided to clone himself and that the cloning process created Lance Reddick because of genetics and now he's got a darker tinge skin to the rest of the Weskers that we know. The series did not say that. 
The series went, this is West Well, no, the, well, the, the series is saying that... I would to explain why <clears> they, yeah, changed the ethnicity of character, because then it'd be really on a fucking... What do you, I mean, I don't know what you want to do, but like, hey, I thought you'd be I white. Want them to <laughs> I want them to explain <laughs> what they're doing, and they, that's, the, that's the problem I had mostly with this series, is that I was constantly waiting for them to explain what they were doing, and they were not doing it. The first... The, you got the two main girls... I was going yeah, to Jade say- and Billy, who... We're like, okay, right now it's Saved by the Bell, but Resident Evil. Yeah, now exactly. Now, who is re- when you say Resident Evil and you want to sell Resident Evil to somebody, who do you think you're selling Resident Evil to in yeah. general? Right. Yeah. Now, like they would have done so much better if they'd have just done this as a generic zombie it, show. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said the same the thing. Evil it's the fact that it is one. super generic and yeah. it is super tropey, and the fact that seventy percent, and I think I'm being generous, seventy percent of this show is following two 14-year-old girls dealing with adjusting with high school and moving house and being in a, in a town that they don't understand. Oh, and top of that being having to develop a character who's just been bitten by, by a by dog some, uh, yeah. because they've decided to break into the umbrella facility. <laughs> Which, by the way, was really easy. Literally, all you need is a voice recording of their dad yeah. and apparently that's yeah. like enough and now, like, yeah. well, I'm in, the, in. <laughs> in the first episode well, throughout the season we realised that Umbrella has disposable clone troopers that they, are, they can just oh. send out into battlefields yet they can't afford a single guard to I, stand I, at the door Yeah, I, I gotta say it's sort of like it, the, 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 I really didn't like that they t- Umbrella is such an interesting entity in all of the yeah, games because yeah, yeah. it's like not just like not the just history. like, oh, they're a fucking pharmaceutical company that are re- doing research in bioweapons and then it actually tracks back to all these ancient fucking, like, plants in different parts of the globe if you go for the series. It's huge. It's a, it's similar to, like, when we talk about, like you said about Predator, where the city is a character. Like, when we talk about Batman, where Gotham is a really interesting yeah. character. Umbrella is an amazing character in itself. And in this, they're just like, we can make trillions with this pill, not billions. <laughs> Fucking Kevin Spacey from like, Superman Returns. Like, you know, it was like, really, is this? You are just the the motivation is just purely. Yeah. Now we just want to make more money. Right. There was the part the in the series. So the series jumps back and forth. If you haven't seen the series, it jumps back and forth from the future, where fourteen years um, into the future, twenty twenty two is when it's set. So fourteen years prior prior to that, New Raccoon City has fallen. And the apocalypse has happened all around the world. Yeah, I mean, and that's no, Raccoon City's fallen and new Raccoon yeah, City's been built. So, so already yeah. we're like, so no, no, the Raccoon oh. City incident that we know and love, that's done, yeah, we're just spinning yeah, that all, off. All the know. games happened. Yeah. They're 19, saying all the games yeah, happened. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 1998 happened, Raccoon City fell, we went through all the different things, and then they made new Raccoon City where we have no idea where the fuck it's set. It's just no Raccoon City. Yeah, it was City. in Africa. Oh, it's in Africa. It's in Africa. So they've got new Raccoon City in Africa. 14 years after that, that's when we've got... The world, there's an apocalypse. There's an apocalypse. And we've got Jade running around trying to find the... That's the thing that annoys me there. It's it's like we've... we've, It just means that all of the actions of all of our heroes throughout all of the games are utterly in vain. Yeah. Because the apocalypse happens and the world ends and everybody's dead. Yeah. I was like, well... You tried, Chris Redfield. It's John, it's John Connor. Yeah, gave all it over the old college try. Yeah, all over again. Yeah, you tried. Around. And so, I mean, but the, thankfully, Can, all those characters are not even about, introduced. Do you know what's interesting about Chris, though? Is that because, uh, the spoilers, because um, 
when the Wesker clones, when we get fucking Bert, you know, the incredible <laughs> names, they, Albert, Albie, Al, Bert, yeah. Bert was... Alabaster, oh, I'm fucking hell. When Bert is like, yeah, that Wesker was really evil. He died in a volcano. So we are saying that Chris punched a rocket's cannon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah we are. In this universe. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Now, that's the thing, though. These two girls, Billy and, and Jade, they're moving into this new town with their dad, Albert Wesker, who's now just a second-rate scientist working, trying to develop this happy pill for everybody to take so that they Dude, can get rid of the bad Because in those opening couple of episodes, he's actually a little... They give him a little bit of edge to be a badass. Yeah. Like that that scene with the principal yeah. and the other and guy, the other, yeah. and the other which team. has got nothing to do with zombies, apocalypse, um, nothing. It's just him being a fucking but badass. How many people I mean. can do your job? Yeah. Lance Reddick is such a You won't get a job like, coding Pornhub. I won't, oh. <laughs> I won't lie. There are sequences where he's talking to <clears throat> the girls and he's telling them the reason why he's protecting them. And then when you have the revelation of why he's actually got them there, it's quite shocking. I did kind of admittingly enjoy the moments where they're trying to hide from all the cameras inside their houses. But who the fuck was Simon? Simon the fucking hacker who could fucking hack fucking everything well, that and fucking was, do everything. Ev- well, Evelyn's, Evelyn's son. Evelyn's yeah. fucking son. Well, like, no uh, explanation. The whole thing smacks as well of someone who's kind of watched, gone through the Resident Evil series quickly. And yeah. gone like you know, like seven. Evelyn. Oh, Ev- oh, we'll fucking name a character Evelyn for a start. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's that- called Billy probably because of Billy and Zero. You know. Yeah. Why was the the um her mm. Jade's daughter in the end who's called B, and who's adopted? And I'm like, that girl's last name is Birkin. Yeah. That's gonna be season two. Do you know what I mean? And th- yeah. then like the end where it's sort of like it's give her that note and it's like Ada Wong. I'm like, oh, you just like fucking will have this. Just that, grab a like Throw it out there. The crocodile was like, man, so random. Evelyn dancing. What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, there, there were like there were points as well where they. Tried. One thing that they did do fairly well, for, like as any show was, I did find that they they did tend to end an episode where you were like. Mm. I, right, I do want to see what is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just jumped out of a fucking building. Like, you know, there were there were a little bit like Evelyn says to her somewhere. It's like I fucking I rescued this company. They took it from your grandfather, and you're like, is that Spencer? Yeah, yeah. it was. Mm, she's yeah. Evelyn Marcus. Yeah, I think. she's Marcus. Right. Evelyn so, Marcus. There you go. Um, There's so many connections to the games, and it keeps it. Alive. There's a few, but they don't. They don't. No, uh, they just don't land. And the weird no. thing is, and 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 this is why when when. Gary and I looked back at the other things in the Resident Evil franchise. All of the Paul W.S. Anderson movies, the the, the the animated movies, everything that came after. We were just like, how are you making everything else look better? <laughs> how? Mm. How can you be so bad that yeah. everything else is looking like I should... I was watching the TV series. I really wanted to watch the Russian Mediokovich movie where she's hidden under the ice because it just... I wanted to switch my brain off. <laughs> At and least not that had some fuck. style yeah. you know, over its action scenes. Now, is there anything that we can praise this show for? Yes. And I'll probably get slated for this, but I praise all of the actors. All and of them? Th- th- I do. Because... That old woman? Yeah. <laughs> season two, whose husband's changed right, okay. up, really? Okay, I'll use the old woman <laughs> as an example of. That was rough dialogue, that was. Why the writing was Wasn't so. Wasn't her husband bad. called Barry as well? Probably. <laughs> or Bart or something. Or so, Bert. No, so, we already have Bart. That so, was Albert. Just Bert. call me the master so, of unlocking. So Jay no. is in the future and she's trying to find uh, um, a way to make the zombies work, or the zeros work <clears> for the future because the, the, they can't uh, get rid of them because they have a she's, she's releasing rabbits. 
And she's trying to see if the zombies have a hive mind to see if they'll work together to capture this rabbit. And she says that she's done this 187 times. Yeah. Yet later on in another episode, she explains <laughs> that she never actually believed that they would form a hive mind. Yet right. you've spent how many years of your life trying to prove that they Mate, could? Right. About, it was like I mean, the inconsistency again, wait, in her again, writing. Again, the, the, the fucking law of stupid decisions. Yeah, the zombie yeah. movie's like... As soon as she brings that fucking zero on board the ship. Exactly. Like, now, now I was going to bring that up. So you're supposed to be smart. She is a detestable protagonist. 14 She's our years. lead character and Four, we don't like her. 14, Dude, when he grabs the gun, I'm like, fuck it, shoot her. Yeah. 14 <laughs> years into the apocalypse, right? And every episode just seemed like we were dealing with people who didn't know what the fuck they were supposed to do the old woman in the home she's supposed to be living there for a little while her husband gets infected and she decides to chain him up in the bathroom you do not realize how much of a threat that is to everybody else around you you're going to be the selfish character no that's how she was written because yeah. the people <clears throat> writing her didn't know how to make it they needed to make an action sequence to extend the audience well, a mate, that's a trope at well, the end yeah, of the day the, the whole the I same. can't say goodbye to my fucking yeah, yeah, the, same trope, with, you know? the, yeah. the same with um, Jade when she's on the boat she's talking to that doctor nurse next to her oh I, I had no idea who this fucking doctor nurse <laughs> was is that a, a doctor whose last name is nurse no but <laughs> it's anyone who gets introduced <laughs> in, it's, in it's, an episode yeah, with Jade she's it's just like, like you're going to oh, die oh Jade like, she gets I'm everybody killed two months and I'm like you're going to get everybody you are like yeah. we're fucking dead you're Alice you're four minutes Alice. later she's like oh we need a we need a zombie oh you gotta wait two weeks I'm like I bet you she drags one on board she fucks off she grabs a fucking zombie without telling anybody same thing no guards nobody stops her yeah Somebody... kid you can stay in the room while I do this yeah I'm this, gonna do this experiment. this experiment which by the way hasn't worked 187 times but this time I'm sure everything will be safe one of our discorders <laughs> pointed out that if you watch at the end of every episode of that series it's a different writer Oh, yeah. And a different director. <clears throat> well, the, so the showrunner wrote two of the eight. Yeah, so, yeah. so the yeah, actors are still like... trying to keep their characters alive. That's why we understand Jade, Billy, Lance, Reddick as Wesker. But every decision, every character situation that they were in was absolutely stupid. We were like, what the fuck are you doing? This is going to get so many people killed. Oh, we don't care. Oh, look, we're dragging a fucking alligator behind us. What the fuck are you dragging a giant alligator behind they, you for? Where so the they hell could did do, you so, get it so from? So they could do the eye open thing. <laughs> Where which, the by fuck? the way, Which, by the way, you know I said like B is going to be barking. I bet the alligator was fucking William and that's why he didn't attack her. Right. Because <laughs> well, no, they killed William. She's, she's, no, I'm just saying. She's going to be like, because that kid's going to be the catalyst to the um, pheromone that's going to stop him, which yeah. is why the alligator didn't fucking do it. So it felt like they were kind of like, especially those last couple of episodes, they were just like fucking breadcrumb, 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 breadcrumb. Hoping to get a second yeah. series, but it's like, dude, you, you didn't do you enough didn't do in enough. this season. Yeah, no. make it, 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 it honestly, I mean, it, Billy, I mean, I'm not being funny, but like, you could have had a 100% success rate when that fucking soldier has got the helmet on and rocks up in front of Jade and is about to take it off. You, there is not a single person watching that wasn't that isn't going to go. That's going to be Billy. That's going to be yeah, Billy. Exactly. You know, well, takes I mean, it off. Still got the same hair dye from when she was fifteen. Just so yeah, we all know as well. It's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, yeah. It, it's and, the, and they seem to be almost turning her into more of the Wesker character as well. I found. Yeah, of, uh, an actual end. villain of like the show. Like an actual yeah. 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 Yeah, because uh, Albert Wesker. Ooh. We get a, a we we mentioned earlier the flashback where we see the Blade Wesker. And you know, in it, and and moving like he does in Resident Evil Five, yeah, moving really yeah, fast like the Matrix yeah. with the martial arts. But uh, yeah, it, it's the fact that the show decides to split its narrative 
between the present 2022 and the future which is after the apocalypse yet the so we're kind of expecting over the eight episodes to watch the the world get to the apocalypse state Mm -hmm. which it doesn't reach by the end of the season so it doesn't really feel like it served any purpose no which, the, which, which i think the, is mostly just so that they can keep those younger actors on for the next season for the next season their yeah. story yeah, yeah which, which it, they, yeah. they don't need to there's no story there because they keep because we find out that our sister's alive in the apocalypse we're like well we don't fear her slowly turning then into yeah. a monster because yeah. she's been bitten it pissed me off every time in the future whenever they caught up with the sister they just had another platoon of soldiers yeah. Of bike helmets and leather, and I'm like, where the fuck are you keep pulling out these? Yeah. But it's when all... she dropped the thing, and a million fucking zombies come over the hill, and I'm like, you don't see them when you were flying over. Oh, there, there's so many editing and it's like, yeah, it's all right continuity now, we put moments. Chain fence around the around yeah. the tent. Oh, so yeah, chain link fence. Yeah. It's like we're yeah. umbrella. We built a chain link fence. I'm like, you're all dead. Now there is a couple of things that I did though enjoy. Yeah, I thought that there was one action scene in the show that was really good, and there was a couple of moments where I was like, "Wow, that could be like a screensaver." Was it fat Irish John Wick when he went. <laughs> Fuck not the ginger fucking. Yes, Fuck he was awesome. Fuck like him. I did like Fuck the kind him. of turnaround. Did no one see that? Like you yeah. know, I was, that was kind of funny. He he turns up as a as a representative a representative of Umbrella. Of umbrella. Like He's here to bring Jade in because. <laughs> You know, they want Jade alive for some reason. Yeah. Um, Such a weird character. So, yeah, he, he, I mean, we know he's villain. He's shooting innocent people or he's shooting other survivors. Um, he talks like an absolute ass. You're meant to hate him until you find out that he's basically, you know, being pushed around by Umbrella 2. And all he really wants to do is go back home and look after his kids, which are these two little doggos. That's all he wants. Fuck him. And so I was just like, oh, maybe I was wrong about you. And then, and then the action scene where all the zombies break out, and he John Wicks through the zombie hordes. Now he is not built like Keanu Reeves, you know. No, <laughs> no. this guy is. He's like he's you a got John guy. John Wick off of Wish, right? Like, right. More like John Wick. It's like it's Wick. like actually, it's almost like as if Jack Black released an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, like, yeah. Jack Wick. Black is John Wick. It's and like his- Sorry, Cameron. And it, and it was a really good action scene. Now, there was also a really great moment, visuals, where Jade ends up with a chainsaw. And she starts chainsawing up this zombie. And the whole screen is dripping with red blood and red light. It was gorgeous. And I was like, that's really cool. Really, really, really cool. Yeah. So for me, that was a real strength. I also really liked the Caterpillar BOW at the start. The spider I liked, sequence. I liked the spider sequence and the liquor sequence yeah. in the tunnel. And yeah the crocodile yeah the cgi was a little bit off but i actually enjoyed i enjoyed seeing these monsters i I, it's resident evil i want to see these monsters yet they still not given me the hunters like in all the resident evil adaptations why 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 can't they get the basics right though all right what is okay i'm just gonna show you a visual thing what's this about because that's the fucking zombies (laughs) running yeah, sprint with like, the, sprint, in the first episode, the zombies sprint. Zombie. So you... Mate, seriously, if they put their arms out, they'll grab the people in like yeah, two yeah, seconds. And it's over. Yeah. And, and, and I, I know how to back up this argument because as bad as we think the Resident Evil series was on fucking Netflix, I actually watched the first episode of the Dawn of the Dead TV series from 2021. <laughs> okay? And it was on TV. I was like, how did I not know that they were making a Dawn of the Dead TV series? And so I, I, I 
apologetically made my wife sit down and watch the first episode with That's me. That's cruel. For an hour, right? <laughs> now you're talking about the zombies running with their arms like that. <laughs> when you see a shot of zombies walking, right, and you see one of the actors just walking on the same spot because he can't move forward because if he moves forward, he's gonna fucking You'll be out of the, the main character. Yeah. I was like, it's like it's like this almost is bad. When you, no, but it's almost like you know when you see like a, a fight in wrestling. Where, like when Steve Austin goes like into the them, ring yeah. to like stun out everyone in the ring, and you can Literally see some like waits. wait in their turn to like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna oh I'm just gonna hit now like, you <laughs> no. know because no, it's hard to choreograph something like that. I'm not yeah, shitting on no, it. I, I'm just no, I get it with like. Dawn of the, uh, I get it with Resident Evil when we were saw seeing all the zombies running at them and they're just being killed. I'm like yeah they're, they're terrible. This is terribly filmed. Dawn of the Dead did it worse to the point that they didn't have the numbers. Yeah, Day of the Dead did it worse because they didn't have the numbers or the camera angles. At least in the Resident Evil series, they had the drones that appeared and started shooting them and it kind of looked cool. It was over the top. They had to make the Resident Evil series over the top because they were floundering everywhere else. Well, they were it, floundering it, it's, on stories. They, 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 they failed to deliver the horror. Yeah. So they go, well, we'll just double down on the we'll action. It worked for Anderson. It worked for Anderson. We were talking before the podcast because I was saying about how I st- I was pl- I've been playing Resident Evil Village. Mostly yeah. to take the fucking taste out of my mouth. <laughs> and we were just saying about how, like, it, it's crazy to think that with this new, you know, because we're in the middle of a new trilogy, really, in the Resident yeah. Evil storyline, yeah. aren't That's we? Right. Seven, eight, and now nine yeah. coming. It's kind of funny that you're like, wow, they, they've taken this series from like a, a fixed camera game to an over-the-shoulder game. Yeah. You know? and, person, and this yeah. series is almost like what they did in 6 where everyone was like, fuck me, what's this Gears of War? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And again, it was the complaints of like, stop taking all the horror elements out for this fucking bullet, you know, hell. Um, and then in the in 7, they went, you know, it's like, we're going to put it in fucking first person. We're going to put it in VR. You know, it's going to be, you know smaller scary in scale again. in the way of, yeah, sort of like, yeah. you know it's a jump scare thing and stuff like that and then in 8 they kind of perfected it in my thing because I, I'm loving this I can see why it was your game of the year last year because it's yeah. um, it, it's scary. almost fucking perfect in a scary, way for yeah. like you know mechanics and everything like that it's scary I just did that dollhouse if you know you know <laughs> um, I'm, I'm running around the castle like my wife's kind of watching me do it and she's like that um, that big vampire lady keeps catching you and I'm like I'll keep letting her (laughs) so you're supposed to be doing that I'm like no no you might want to go to the other room but anyway um, and and it's funny that like you know especially in village you're like it's all here I'm running around the castle it's like it's here I'm I'm in all these locations I'm a completely sort of like new character in the way of like you know what Ethan is but this all feels like Resident Evil it's all it's all here so again why is it this fucking difficult you know it's like and, and we've seen the games literally pick the entire franchise up and move over here and yeah. go, now you're this. And you're like, this is Resident Evil now. Yeah, and it still but works. Is it, yeah. is it because Capcom are like, all right, we're going to give you the Resident they Evil got better writers. <laughs> but don't connect it to the games. No, they, 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 they <laughs> give them license because yeah, they just give them license. Well, dude, I mean, because money was spent on it. Dude, Man, the fucking yeah. money alone for that Times Square thing with the liquor crawling yeah. around the building, which was better you. than the series. The best adaptation they have made of the games to film is Welcome to Raccoon City. That's the best we've got. Go. <laughs> he can. He can. If you compare everything we have seen. I, I mean, I haven't seen Welcome to Raccoon City. Mate, I, honestly, but, I still think the best Resident Evil adaptation is Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil. You would see now that. That's the 
That's where he's going. Red Who? Evil, because Red of the rubber nemesis monster. So Red because one, because, because Red of the music. Resident Evil 1 and Resident 2 by Paul And because Manson it has no Resident your, Evil characters in it, it's a ruin. <laughs> it's your best adaptation. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Again, we're, you're, you're picking turds at this point. Yeah, you really no, are. Yeah. But I, we watched the series. Yeah. How the fuck could Netflix go, yeah, this is fine, release it. It's Resident Evil. I mean, Evil. look, I get, I get again series. that it's what they not. wanted to do is they're like, I mean, like you said, look, we want to, this is where we want to set it and this is what we want to do with it, which is like, well, that's fine. But then in that case, you need to bring in all new fucking characters. You can't even invoke fucking Wesker or whatever, you know. And, yeah. But if in season two, they go, yeah, here's Chris and Joe. They've come back from their shits in Europe. Now they're dealing with all the shit down here. Well, that's it. Like, if mm. if this if they wanted to do like fifteen seasons of this Resident Evil show, how can is they it going not? to be split narrative every season? Yeah. How can how can they not like, just go like we're gonna have look we're bringing in Ada already? And I'm not being funny. I guarantee you, she's got a fucking boyfriend living with her with like long ginger hair or something as well. Called Whoa! Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I'm saying. I bet you. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Long ginger hair. You could have fucking said any hair color. You had to go with long ginger hair. What's wrong with long ginger hair? Leon is ginger. ginger yeah. Ginger. Well, that's what that was my point. We're I'm sexy sorry. fucks. Okay. Well, we bagged Ada Wong, so well done. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they do that. It, mm. it, and it might even be a thing where they're maybe they are told as well if they do do a second season that they're like, you need to start making this look more like Resident Evil. I suggest you fucking Chris Redfield better fucking show up talking <laughs> right. like like this, going, man, punch that fucking rock. Oh. Ginger Lance Reddick. That's what we need. Ginger, what? Ginger oh yeah, Lance make him cosplay <laughs> every fucking season. Like so, he's Barry Burton in the next yeah. one as well. Yeah, and Chris and and Jill. I... They should have had Bert making a sandwich in that series as well. Man, Dude, what, 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 what was that with him? He where he suddenly turned on a dime to like, fuck you and your breadstick rule. Yeah, That's limited. Dude, it's the point of him well, not that was being Bert, a complete not clown. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, but but he, the, he's he's just been released like, into the public yeah, for the first time. Yeah, but he was kind of chill before, wasn't he? Yeah, but he's not a complete clone. Wesker, the original Wesker, is a fucking hard-nosed killer. These other Weskers, and that's what I mean about yeah. the acting. Going around Lance, snipping fingers They're all off. defective, and that's why he's ended up cloning or making these daughters or Lance, so that he can keep yeah. taking their blood so that he can keep himself I from... I actually felt for Lance Reddick's cool Wesker of, I love my daughters, but this is the reason why I made these clones, because I will die otherwise. That that him him saying, I will die and I need their blood, is the Wesker, I know. Yeah. You know, the, I'm just the, using them. Yeah, yeah. The, the immature Wesker. You know, yeah, that's a that's a bad clone, who will kill everybody if he realizes how much power he's got. Yeah. You know, you had that one good clone in there, and Wesker shot him. So these yeah. double, these I just, clones. I'm, I'm just done with clones in Resident Evil. Honestly, I'm just done with clones oh, in bloody did Resident I, Evil. Did I miss why Evelyn drugged her missus? Because uh, she because they moved and her missus was gonna. Uh, leave her yeah. she didn't uh, want to okay. move and so that. Evelyn drugged her so that it all I'm not even funny. I, I knocked out the last like oh, yeah. four episodes yeah, of yesterday and I, <laughs> oh, I, was, I was drinking yeah. uh, I was drinking I'd say there, was one, there was one other moment you mentioned it earlier in that I did like as well and that is like of all the Resident Evil adaptations this series did yeah. this the best mm. where it had some clues and some puzzles and some mystery oh, yeah. that all came very quickly yeah. from playing Moonlight Snatter on the piano to finding the the dead key to picking it up to finding the message inside to then finding the 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 pet dog and then putting the code to get into the secret lab I was like eh, well, that, that was pretty Moonlight cool Moonlight Sonata was bit was better than the Welcome to Raccoon yeah, City Moonlight Sonata yeah. bit and yet they 
they will feed us this to go, oh, you remember? You were in the Remember? Remember berries? Yeah, but you, you've got to fucking make it work. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, um, Ian, would you recommend um, the Netflix Resident Evil series? And what would you give it out of 10? I would give the Resident Evil uh, Netflix series out of 10 at least a 6 out of 10. And I would recommend it to all Resident Evil fans to watch it. Simply because if you are a fan of Resident Evil, you are eating up everything they give you, even if it's absolute shit, because you're hoping for something good to come along. It's not. So we're just going to keep going. Watch it, you peasants. <laughs> you, you're, you, if you're a fan, you watch everything they give you. If you're not, then get the fuck out of here. What the fuck are we talking about? Um, otherwise, hmm. the writing is bad. The acting is bad. The special effects are bad. Everything is bad. And if you got through poor WSS Anderson series, then you're used to it. So crack on. <laughs> More of the same. Yeah. <laughs> Andy? Andy, yeah. Um, uh, do you know what? I, if it, if like I said, if it was just a zombie show yeah. that had no ties to Resident Evil, I'd literally probably give it like a five for just being. I hate to say this, but being like derivative generic, again, sort of generic. like stop making stupid decisions and all yeah. these things that are sort of like wrong with it because it's got the Resident Evil tag on it. I'm gonna, I'd, I'll never normally agree with IMDb, but fuck it, three point nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I, mean? I um. I'm I'm honestly I'm a bit torn on it because I, I if you're a Resident Evil fan it's too late. Yeah. You you've seen it, you understand. Yeah. Um that they they they've ruined it again. It's not a Resident <laughs> Evil adaptation or a continuation. <laughs> yeah. It is a uh you know, fan fiction that's had a lot of money spent yeah. on it. Yeah. Um if if you don't know anything about Resident Evil, this is just going to confuse the hell out of you. It really will. Yeah, that's the thing. You're not, you're not even going to pick up like the Easter eggs. You, no. no, no, but I think yeah, it'll just be wasted. Not. I mean, you might even watch it from a, a point of view like, oh, okay, I quite like this generic zombie series, but yeah. a lot of stuff that they say, you're going to be like, the dialogue's a little bit like wasted because I don't know what you're talking about but and why this and why that. But then again, if you're the kind of person who wants a lot to of go stuff... back and you've never played Resident Evil up to that no, point. No, but I mean, they won't explain a, whole... a lot of it later, will they? Like fine. the whole thing, oh, it's your granddad's company, whereas we can go, oh, you're talking about Spencer and stuff. That would just never be paid off because they're like, you know that. I totally yeah. get that, but if it was me and I was walking in blind to the Resident Evil Netflix series and then somebody showed me Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, I'd be fucking like, whoa. <laughs> Show me more, more of like, this. Wow, this is good. This is good. Yeah. It Why has, wasn't the series like this? It has some good action scenes and yeah. it has some terrible action scenes. It has really unlikable protagonists. Yeah. And that's the real linchpin for me was that the main character gets everyone around her killed. I thought the actress was 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 okay. She was serviceable, but uh, the writing on all accounts for everybody was was abysmal. Lance Reddick is a beacon of light in yes, this yes, turd really of a of a project. <laughs> Honestly, um, I can't deny he is it. the baby wipe yeah. in this. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and it's. I, I recommend it because if, if you're a fan of Lance Reddick, like a lot of us are, you've probably realized at this point that Lance Reddick is great at being Lance Reddick. In this show, it's the first time I've ever seen Lance Reddick in a role where he's playing something different. And that is a comedy character. The character of Bert. Yeah. I kind of love him a little bit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> he is really, really cool. But he's only in about 2% of this show. So you got to get a, go for a lot of awfulness to get to those moments. Seeing the giant spider, that was pretty that cool. Was cool. The liquors yeah. in the in the hallway, mm. the zombies were terrible. The giant um, 
uh, bug at the beginning of the first episode was kind of cool and interesting. The beasties look good. Mm. The beasties yeah. look good. The Cerberus look good. But there's so much padding and the waste. The crocodile waste suffered time. from being in a very brightly lit. Yeah. On, um, on, in, yeah, because it was all daylight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think if this, this show was eight hours long, and and if I could get my hands on editing it, yeah, like, I would edit this down to ninety minutes, an hour and a half, and you might have something that's actually pretty serviceable. But as a, if you're a general audience and you like B movie horror, watch this and be fascinated at the awfulness of the writing. Yeah, you know, but if you're a Resident Evil fan, you know we just gotta all hug it out, I, I guess, until the next one comes along. I, I totally get everything you're saying. We are living in the world where people went, bought tickets, and watched Morbius. They'll watch Resident Evil. Yeah, four out of ten from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to conclude our Resident Evil Netflix discussion. Hmm. So, uh, Ian, I'm going to throw this one over to you now to right. lead the conversation. Well, um, as many of you know, I am a massive, huge wrestling fan, and one of the biggest turning points in wrestling history happened recently. Mm. Where uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr., not senior because his father was senior, Vincent McMahon uh, stepped down uh, from his CEO position in the wrestling company um, after it was alleged that it turned out that he'd been paying certain women secretly millions of pounds to stay quiet after sexually having relations with them, which... I'll be honest. I Sexually having relations. <laughs> you sounded like fucking Stewie Griffin. I don't know how to word it. Like, but I'll, you know what? I'll be honest. I, I figured this was the only way to remove the man. There was no way you can move a man off a mountain. I'd have died. At, we we joked that he'd die, die on a job. And unless he you removed him. And I'll be honest. This still sounds like kayfabe. Now, for those of you that don't know who Kayfabe now, for those of you who don't know who Kayfabe are, if you're not interested don't. in wrestling, then I don't mind if you switch off now. You're like, oh, fuck it, I don't want to listen to me. But you have to understand that in the world of entertainment, there lucky. is a word called Kayfabe where you will believe a story and it's, it's not the, it's real. It's the old carny way of saying suspend your belief. Now, like Resident Evil, like we've just been talking, sorry. <laughs> like we've just been talking about Resident Evil. We don't believe in zombies, but if a TV show shows it to us, we believe that zombies exist. It's kayfabe. It's, it's, it's fantasy. And Vince McMahon stepped down from his position after... Somebody leaked, leaked. They didn't even leak it very well. It just happened that people, no, it wasn't, people it wasn't, noticed. It wasn't a leak. It was it, the New York Times. Right, right, right. But even, um, dude, even the New York Times investigated. The New York Times investigated and went, "Oh yeah, this guy's been paying three million pounds to a woman on the side," and that was it. He stepped down. There's been no investigation. No, There's been no court that, case. That wasn't There's been quite nothing. It. Well, it has. Dude, come on. It's not like it's like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard fucking in the court case. <laughs> well, they no, paid the money. Me. And whoever this woman is, so, whoever this woman is that we don't know. Women. Women. Whoever these, <laughs> dude, whoever these women are, are happy well, in their position. This is That's not why he had to step down. No, it's because the legalities, the company turned around when you can't be paying this money. And he's no, like, all right. No, so, okay. Okay, Fabra. So the actual, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying it's not it's not quite as cut and dry as that because the actual reason he was asked to step down because you got to realize it's a publicly traded company. There's a board of directors. I totally answers yeah. to okay, 
Um, so the reason that he was asked to step down by the board of directors is it's not just the fact that he's had, say, illicit affairs with women who he's there. By, and by the way, so... They're not even allegation illicit wise, affairs. That, well, okay, I say illicit because he's a married man. But, but what I'm saying is... is yeah, on, seen on paper. In the public. We haven't seen the public. Well, just because she's public. not on Raw doesn't mean she's dead. <laughs> no, we, we don't want to get Hold on a minute. All right. stop, stop shouting all right. at me. Okay, all right. I didn't make Resident Evil. Calm the fuck down. So, so basically. But you're on the internet. Yeah, and yeah again. <laughs> um, so basically, um, yeah, he's had like affairs with women. Yeah. He's then um, made them sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, um, and paid them money out of his own pocket. Now, the problem yeah. is... Is so the first woman that they were talking about was a paralegal in the company, right? Who went from say like a hundred thousand dollar salary suddenly to a two hundred thousand dollar salary, um, and then this sort of money was paid out to keep her quiet, and then it's happened more. But the reason he was being tough to step down is because it's it's kind of considered like a misappropriation of company funds. Oh, totally. Because it's not. Yeah, necessarily this come is out an of his pocket. He's and, their boss. Yeah, but also they've now had to go back and readjust their financial reports. Oh, totally. So that is the reason. It's not just he was fucking some girls and stuff <laughs> no, like no. You're the horny old goat. Yeah, but this, so, but this is how the internet has tried to no, imply just, okay, him is well, that he's this bad guy. Wait, but so this, yeah, these women, and now he's been vilified. But in these women are not coming forward. They're not making a public thing. They're not they're, me tooing him. No, they're not Correct. me tooing him now, because listen, listen. <clears throat> whatever he did with these women was on a respectful level and he <laughs> you say that but what evidence we got well the, the fact that one of them has accused him as kind of like finishing with her and then giving her like a toy to John Laurinaitis so there is these now wait, nah. wait a minute right, all I right, say right, right. based on what you want to talk about now, yeah so basically the very short version is Vince McMahon has resigned under the cover of a scandal okay so if you draw oh, the line okay. under that yeah okay. yeah okay babe what's interesting now yeah, yeah is that um We've now got Triple H, Paul Levesque, you know, his son-in-law who's taken over as sort of head of creative. Yeah, totes. You've got Stephanie McMahon who's come in as sort of like advo- uh, interim CEO, I believe, along with Nick Khan. Yeah, so I mean... It's we're now needed. in a new era because Vince is no longer... Because Vince was the head writer totally. of the show. Yes. So now we've taken him away and we've got Triple H doing it. Now, and the, Stephanie. The, and Stephanie, yeah. And I'm just, a team as well. A, a not bond, yeah. yeah. But the problem, the thing is, is you had with like Vince in charge, is you had all these like banned words that people couldn't use. Yeah. Like championship, like wrestler, for example, you know, which is really funny. The sports entertainer. No. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like because like people say about like the company's called like World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, it's that's it. that WWE is now like a dead. I don't know what it, it's called, like a dead logo in the way where WWE doesn't stand for World Wrestling Entertainment anymore. Well. It's like you know KFC. Right. KFC doesn't stand Sam, for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right. It's just KFC it's just because dead. KFC brand, is the brand. Yeah. Brand, yeah. So WWE technically, brand. when people say, "Oh, it's called wrestling," I was like, "That's like no, it's called WWE." That's the whole thing. Yeah. But um, WWE Universe. They've now, been for like that exactly. Year. So, but now we've got Triple H has come back in. All I know of a sudden, him. yeah. <laughs> I've seen a bit. I'm gonna throw it to you. I'll be like, Carrie, who's in charge again? You like Triple H? Um, so uh, we've seen huge amounts of people suddenly coming back. Into the fold, we've seen people um, like getting a bit more sort of like time and a little bit more freedom on the mic, which is excellent. The matches seem to be being given a bit more time as well. Yeah, yeah. And the general concept, because the mood backstage apparently has been horrific for a long fucking time. So that that's kind of where we are, isn't it, at the moment? With yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's like uh, workers would always say that they couldn't go to people. 
to give them their ideas yeah. because the creative was a process. But then we'd hear from the top end, Vince McMahon and everybody else was like, we need you to step forward with these ideas to make us understand that your character is wanting to do for So I always felt like Kevin Owens. Now, a lot of people might not know the name of Kevin Owens, but if you're a wrestling Fantastic fan, song. Kevin Owens is like, a big name because he's gone Cerebus. from he, he's gone from the independent circus circuits of being known as this overweight wrestler who was never going to do well to being the big time star on Raw. Now that was mainly because of Triple H. You know Triple H, Gary. Triple H. <laughs> that was mainly because of Triple H is one more hate than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> ah, yeah. Because he's Wait, looking at he's looking at yes. Kevin Owens and he's but the like, same as Hollywood Hogan. This guy can work. He can talk. He's got everything we want as a character. Now. I personally, and maybe you'll back me up on this, Andy, like Gary probably won't understand it, but is Vince McMahon Jr. just a replacement of Vince McMahon Sr.? Remember when Vince McMahon bought the well, company no, from his I mean, dad? Because his dad did not see the vision that Vince McMahon had of making this overwhelming world universe. It was still territories, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, when you say replacement of, I mean, he is in the way that he... He bought the company. Yeah, yeah, dad, but, but what I'm saying when is that when it comes to actual was... business, like the way they want to take the business. No, yeah, but... I mean, it, his dad, Vince Senior, had it in a time where it was thought that you say couldn't sell advertising on TV. Yeah, for but wrestling now Vince McMahon Junior is in a situation where he is now still the mindset of 1980, 1990. Well, you, you talking know? about before he went? He was still in that sort of mindset. No, I, I, I'm meaning now, like. Well, now you, God knows what you he's need doing. To rem- you need to remove... Panicking, probably. You need to remove <laughs> Vince McMahon from his position because it's not that he doesn't understand the woke generation and the audience come around. It's that he's not as quick to catch up on what's changing. You need to put Triple H and Stephanie in charge because you need, you need to understand that women's wrestling is a part of wrestling now. It always was, and if you sat there and went, oh, "I'm going to skip for a women's ma- uh, skip for a women's match because I'm bored from oh, it," I mean, yeah, you weren't really better, paying attention um, because all position. of them were trying to work, you know. And Vince McMahon, like I said, Junior. That's why I kind of see it as kayfabe. You don't have to say Junior, by the way. You dropped that. I know, but I kind of was respectful. <laughs> I see Vince McMahon stepping down, and especially with this Me Too movement kind of thing of trying to bring more attention to the product. Of saying, look, he's still evil, but he's not that bad. And we've taken him out. We've put Triple H in. We've got Shawn Michaels in. We've got Stephanie in. We've got Nick Khan in. If the company doesn't do well, if Royal Rumble, the next Royal Rumble coming up is not a big event like SummerSlam was. And SummerSlam was a huge fucking event. Mm. If Royal Rumble is not another, uh, another big event, the company's going to die. And they I, do not it, want the company to die. I they don't want think the company. To. They've got billions in revenue from like yeah, the TV. But they've just come out of the fight with AEW for what? What last three well, years? I mean, look, AEW so, was so, sorry, supposed so to be is, moving what, them. What, what, from you tr- what you're trying to say is sort of like that. Obviously, now there's a lot of pressure on like Triple H and that crew to like no, no, to, no, like, no, carry no, on no, or no, no, no. Or? What I'm saying is the opposite. If I wanted, like we've been saying for years, we wanted the Attitude Era to come back. I always thought it was Vince to give me the Attitude Era. It's Triple H who will give me the Attitude Era because if anybody worked through the Attitude Era, it was fucking Triple H. If anybody worked it's through still the there. if yeah. anybody mm. was working through the Ruthless Aggression Era, it was Triple H. If anybody can get the, but look, we said it, didn't Do you we? Know what? I th- you I think said also Kevin Nash coming back. Like, if anybody yeah, can make Kevin Nash come back, Triple of, H. It's kind of the interpretation of actually what the Attitude Era was because a lot of people think that. 
um, like the whole PG-13 thing was sort of like, oh, that's the fucking death of that kind of era. And it's like, look, as much as the Attitude Era had that edgier sort of programming, I think that the, the crux of it and the reason it was so good is that the performers were allowed to be way more organic in what they were yes. doing. That's the yes. one thing that I've yes. actually picked up and heard yes. from is that, and that like and they're being given people a bit more are freedom joking now. that Michael Cole doesn't have Vince talking in his ear, oh, telling mate, him what so to say on air anymore. Him and, him and Pat McAfee. Yeah. People have, McAfee. Have, have, have memed <laughs> that moment from that. the latest Spider-Man <laughs> film where Dr. Octavius has his... Uh, um, his, oh, his, his thing his turned, things up, yeah, turned yeah. up and he's like suddenly I can hear oh my the God, silence it's clear. Yes. Um, but um, a lot of wrestlers have said that all of their promos have all been yes. scripted mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to budge one word no. uh, you know or deviate from it and there are certain words that they get get into serious trouble if they say wrestler or belt or yes. you know or, or, or all of they, those they sorts of things can't the, say so it, it, the fact that the wrestlers now have some ownership over their characters because they're putting mm. on a play you know it's like yeah, a yeah. big yeah. ensemble production and and so if they get to put parts of themselves into their promos you're going to see more diverse characters yes. and storylines like the thing that kept wrestling kind of fun is the gimmicks, you know? All of the gimmicky oh, characters. Oh, yeah. It, it's people being <laughs> able to, yeah, to, to develop them and such, you know? I mean, I think that's been a, a major problem with WWE is there's been very little sort of, like, character development. I mean, there's been some... If you take a wrestler like Baron Corbin, like whatever he's called this week, yeah, you know, he's gone through, like, three or four gimmick changes because it's like, this isn't working, change it, this isn't working, change it, this isn't working, change it. And it's crazy to me that, you know, I, mean, I know that the writers are really stifled because they've got, like, TV writers. Look, we're sat here with fucking Stranger Things t-shirts on. You've got writers in TV. Tell me a better character development over X amount of series than Steve Harrington. He's one of the best, right? He's one of the best. Steve Harrington. You haven't watched that, have you? You're looking at me like, the fuck is he talking about? Like, if you That's think not Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. I haven't even watched it. In Stranger Things. I haven't watched it, but I know from, from Steve season one where he's like... I thought you were talking like, about a wrestler. No, so... Yeah. So, but, so sorry, so what I'm saying example. is, is like you've got TV writers there, yeah? Yeah. You can Who can do things like take a character like Steve Harrington in season one of Stranger Things and take him from the fucking annoying jock yeah. all the way through to the world's greatest babysitter. Sure. And yeah. have us all love him. So th- this but is what we used char- to do with the, wrestlers. That's yeah. the you know? there, like you said, with Baron Corbin. Baron well, it's everything, but he was Baron Corbin was never given the opportunity because it was like, this yeah. is you now. Okay, it's not getting over. We're going to change it now. Yeah. You're happy, Corbin. Yeah, but like now said, he's got to make that this work. That's why, like I said, going back to Resident Evil and other things with with this. Why I love wrestling so much is how you can get a worker work through some of the worst. Even Baron Corbin, he went from. Uh, being oh, the, dude, I think he's a trooper because he he's done everything the they've asked of him. Yeah. To yeah. then going through a storyline where he had no money and he was just a bum and he was losing week upon week upon week. Then all of a sudden they did a whole... Um, he won uh, money they, in Vegas. Yeah, they, he, he won money in Vegas and all of a sudden he's so super rich. So it was, it was like a JBL storyline where he's now a rich guy and he's taking the piss out of people. You know, the, you see the same storylines when they go with Undertaker, with Kane. You either get behind the characters and they are good in the ring and they can make the stories work... The Miz, for me, is one of the, at the moment, one of the greatest workers the WWE have going for them. And any wrestling company would fucking make money. I agree. I, I, I think Miz. he's, he's the, someone who's done really Miz well with his character. the Miz will not leave. The Miz will not leave WWE. They could fuck him over on screen and he would just quit. But he will work everything they will give to him because he wants to make it work. He's a worker. He's like, I've got... 
they say, right, you gotta you gotta lose against Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Yeah, okay. I'm still gonna make money because the ticket sells, the character sell, the 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 the, the, uh, the fucking advertising of Bad Bunny being there. I have no idea who the fuck Bad Bunny is. Yeah, no. But when he actually pulled a match off in WrestleMania where he didn't kill himself, I was like, hey, the guy worked. Yeah, man, he must have been really good. I think if, if, that's, uh, if they allow these people to keep, you know, Jake, uh, sorry, Jake Paul. Uh, he, yeah, he just yeah he just, he's had, a match, just yeah. had a match with the Miz. He's signed up for uh, some is extra matches. Yeah, is yeah. it Jake Paul, Logan Paul? His yes, Logan Paul. Sorry, I was Logan like, Paul, I was going to tell the phone. Yeah, now Logan Paul. I have nothing behind Logan Paul. I don't really follow him, but what I do know is when I saw him in a match against the Miz, not only did he not hurt the Miz, and not only did he pull off a fucking frog splash, I didn't even think he's Eddie Guerrero could pull yeah, off. Fair play, he took the hits, and it was respect. At the end of the day, it was respect to say, look, I, I respect what you guys do in the ring and I want to bring it back. So you're bringing that audience in. AEW is floundering at the moment. They tried to they tried to buy all of the old wrestlers. That I was going to say, because that's where all the retired wrestlers seem to have, have gone. Miz, Moxley, yeah, yeah, all these point. different guys going there. But those guys are at an age where injuries can happen so quickly. Triple H, I think, understands how injuries can happen so quickly. And so he's like, nah, go protect, protect the guys. Don't do anything stupid. Just go out there and make the match work. Well, do you know you what? Know I didn't. Work. Have you been watching if, Raw and SmackDown? I've seen it. I've, well, mate, I follow the top what, 10 on YouTube every is, week. And well, this, it's gotten all, all I would say is what, what they tend to do as well, I've noticed over the last, say, like three, four weeks, whatever it's been, is like they are giving the matches time. So from, yeah. from going back to the sort of theme of like how it looks at the minute, it would appear that like, okay, we're actually... We're actually letting wrestlers wrestle for a bit, you know. Yeah, we're not like, tell the story in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not like, um, you know, cut, throwing out. To, I mean, Raw is still too long at three hours. It should be two, oh, but totally. that's, it's not going to change. Nick Khan has come out and go, it'd be nine hours if I had my way because it's more, <laughs> no, but it's more revenue for the advertising. advertising yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, you know, they seem to be actually giving them more time. We've just had Shawn Michaels, greatest of all time, in my opinion, <laughs> promoted to uh, vice president of like talent and stuff. Yeah. Okay. What's up, Campbell? Happy birthday. What up, Campbell? Um, and um, that, I mean, to me, is sort of like, dude, there's no one better when it comes to like oh, mate, putting a match together in the Triple ring. H so, and Shawn Michaels so I, I, so I, exactly, I think it's really, I think it's crazy positive at the minute. I, I haven't been, I've got to be honest. With, I mean, like I said, I'm going to watch it on the weekend, uh, in a couple of weekends, whenever it is. Um, I haven't been really that excited watching WWE for quite some time. Yeah. And now, you know, the last few, I've got a, a friend of mine who I'm going to clash at the castle with we messed each other and stuff like that have you watched Smackdown watch Raw and it was like yeah it was good right isn't that weird you know like we've <laughs> been surprised after years. Like, you know I've been yeah. messaging you like did yeah. you see this we saw that and so, you know so it's good man I think we're in a I think we're in a good place right now and we're kind of in this this thing that I mean the whole thing with Vince is kind of like outside I think and I think as wrestling fans we need to put it outside that's, the, that's you know? my point it's not a it's not a big thing. Like, if he was a truly bad guy, this would have killed WWE. But there's something missing where I think it was just them going, I'm going to retire, but I really want people to watch the show. So, maybe I'll be a bad guy. So, a bit of controversy to post the ratings. Alex Jones. I don't think it's a big controversy. Like, you know. Fun, Alex Jones. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a big, like, conspiracy. It's literally like he got caught doing something he shouldn't and they binned him off and it's that simple. But if it's... If it if it if it doesn't make the news in three months, it's not that big of a deal, right? It will be in the news constantly for the next. It won't. Like, I'm telling you, in mate, the next. <laughs> mate, <laughs> I'm sorry, but billion dollar company 
CEO leaving it, financial indiscretion. It's going to get publicised. Yeah. New York Times that... are like, yes, yeah. hungry for that you know, story. I mean, that, that is if not going to go away. If we get the Royal Rumble... No doubt he's been told to like lay low and stuff. Like, if we fuck get the Royal Rumble bit, with no bad press to WWE... Mm-hmm. No, but that's the, that is the point. That is one thing that I'll say. Is like the, the company is not being blamed. It just been in the media. Yeah, how is that possible? He's because the, the company didn't do it. No, and no, he, no. Wait, but he's he is the man. No, but he's not now, dude. When Michael Jackson took Mate, all of, of when day, Michael Jackson took all of his hits with all of the personal shit going on in life, his whole fucking legacy took a hit. They had to recoup him by bringing him back. He was his accused story. of being a pedophile. Yeah, right? What's Vince McMahon doing? Fucking making not kiss. Like, <laughs> how do we know? How do we know? Alex Jones, calm your fucking tits. Cause <laughs> you're gonna go, fucking Vince McMahon's gonna make you pay forty nine million pounds for slander. I'm telling you, Vince McMahon. Doesn't Dude, all, all I'm saying is, is like, again, I think his example is that it, it it's a corporate fucking easy play, right? It's like. The fucking dude at the top is in trouble. They're like, get the fuck away from us because we're a publicly traded company. What's yeah, ironic I'll, I'll be as honest. well, they even thought that the stock price would dip would... and it went up, which was weird. I'll be honest, I'm just really happy we're talking about wrestling on the podcast. It's <laughs> a fucking big thing. <laughs> well, let, like like I said, hopefully yeah. we're going to be talking about how fucking good it is in Man, another seriously, four weeks. When you come back from Cash Carters, you're going to say how good of a fucking show it was, how much of a fun time you have. And you oh, I've no doubt. I've no doubt. It looks like, it, it looks like it's going to be a good card. With Triple H and fucking Shawn Michaels in charge, they... I reckon they've got the kayfabe Dude, I'm, to I'm, the point. Dude, I'm, I'm click for life. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I don't know if you, you know ever told I mean? me 20 yeah. years ago that DX would eventually be oh, running the company. Oh for real, you'd be like... You watch all those old documentaries about the click and it's like, these guys wanted to run the industry. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Guess what, bitches? They are... I again highly recommend um, click this the podcast with Kevin Nash the story the ro- no oh, one's man. got better road stories than wrestlers and no one has better wrestling road stories than Car- Kevin Nash man he tells a story about Bam Bam Bigelow nearly getting fucking shot in um, Do you about the raping Mexico. story <laughs> the raping story the raping story <laughs> right seriously I keep seeing this shit on YouTube popping up right so like at first, I, is this nineteen ninety two? The nineteen ninety two shit, yeah, right. So, they, so at first, the it, they were joking up. about it. Yeah. So at first, the yeah. video popped up where um, it was on the podcast. Somebody had made a, a meme of Kevin right. Nash saying how in nineteen ninety two he was raped. Yeah, it's like it, it's a like a of, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor as well. Sure, I'm a sure. group of me- I, I was yeah. raped by a group of men, kind of thing. Um, and then I suppose it's come out that it's fake. Yeah. Right, because I haven't seen it fully. <laughs> Although, if you watch the podcast, he's like, yeah. what can I say? Shit right, happens on like the road. This, you know, yeah, he's exactly. so like, how ridiculous. Kevin Nash is there, and he was somebody's editor, or he's actually the Jimmy Sutter going, no, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a survivor. This, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> he's so you, you were what? Kevin Nash. <laughs> he, he gives no fucking shits at right, all. Right, yeah. But it's very good. Yeah, so I, I personally, pos- positive times and stuff. I mean, I did. Like I said, I did. I did have the reaction as well with watching the way people um, sort of kicked. Without knowing anything, there's there's very little innocent until proven guilty. I'm mm. not. Listen, I'm not condoning treating people like you know badly. Obviously, and sort of like any kind of improprieties like that are wrong. And you know, but also it's kind of like look, if the fucking billionaire was you know getting his jollies off and then basically said to these women, I'm also going to give you millions of dollars and they chose to fucking, you know, Keep sign wild. an NDA and look, yeah. as long as none of them were hurt, then it's kind yeah. of like a, look, I'm not, the, and I, again, I'm not doing a, boys will I mean. be boys. That's I'm just I mean. saying that, um, 
that's that's that's, that's why I think shit, you know I mean? goes mm. too far. Um, but, I, but I am gonna say, as much as like everyone, yeah. look, I, I'm I'm fully on the bandwagon of look. It does the future looks so much bright without Vince Vince there. Um, it looks like it's gonna be a better product. But this is still the man that fucking brought me wrestling. Okay, yeah. A lot of people well, like were very quick to be like, "Fuck it was it was around before him and it was in Japan and doing this." I'm like, yeah, I'm, we're not disputing that. But no, but it was the way Vince it was McMahon presented. Yeah, it was the way it was yeah. presented. That yeah, it went worldwide, and I I don't care what anyone says. It's sort of like, well, it's it's like facts, I'm gonna, you can't argue with it. So I'm ask Gary, so for nah. that, I am really. It did make me laugh that when Stephanie came out SmackDown and led the "Thank You Vince" chant, and everyone joined in, and I was like, that's gonna age like vinegar. But um, like that's gonna be really bad. They're gonna I cut that. Out. But uh, but honestly, yeah. For for the for the actual product, fucking yeah. Thank you, Vince McMahon, for bringing that into my life. And you know, because I wouldn't I wouldn't have known about it. Yeah. Like this, I wouldn't have yeah. seen everything. So for that, it is awesome. And I do. And don't get me wrong. I'm fucking. I'm pulling for the fact that we just find out. Yeah, he was an idiot. Like his Achilles heel was slightly higher up, and you know, fucking, <laughs> he did this. And hopefully, there's no. I mean, even the uh, financial fucking stuff. It's like, look, if he, if he fucked the company it over, it was his company. So I, whatever, I, I, that's I, I, up to you. I want the Vince but... McMahon biopic documentary God, feature you movie. Never, oh. You ain't never getting that shit. Vince McMahon is dying with his fucking secrets. He is dying. I'd, I'd but love, let me it. Ask I'd love Gary, an actual book. Yeah. As a guy yeah. who doesn't watch wrestling, Anymore. Uh, yeah. Anymore. And who has no interest in wrestling. Oh, I still all. have some. No, no, let me ask you. No, you don't. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Would you watch Royal Rumble in January? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I actually... Oh, I, 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 I only ever tune in for the Rumble and WrestleMania. I look at... Because I, I always like seeing who the unannounced yes. wrestlers are going to pop up. Oh, and Vince I'm like, is coming in at 30. You know, no all of a sudden, like a, like a tag team combo from the 90s turns up in the Rumble. You're like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Like... I get to, like, when Edge turns up, or, like, the, the, the special comebacks that come back from injuries. So, and WrestleMania, about, I always like... look for the main event, because I'm just like, I might, I might want to see yeah, that. It's That's a, like, yeah, it's cause a spectacle, I, because, right? Because at least yeah. if I tune in to watch a WrestleMania, I'm like, this should be the pinnacle of athleticism in this entertainment exactly. industry exactly. on display here. And, and honestly, the last couple I've tuned into, I've gone, meh. Like if if you're not gonna give me something at WrestleMania, don't expect me to tune yeah, in for be, a whole you year. Be, you should but be then, tying you know, your storylines. Yeah, yeah, be yeah, because yeah. of the writing, the, yeah. the the wrestlers going. And there was the ring, nothing like, there. I've got nothing going for me. I'm just gonna yeah. get knocked out of the ring. This, this year's was okay. This year's was a good WrestleMania actually, but it was mostly down to the performances. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I would like to see them now look at long. It's like long term booking. Uh, long term well, star got making. Survivor Series coming up. Get still, some new we? guys. So I mean, the next that's the next. Big one, we've yeah. Got like we've got like four pay-per-views coming out. Like one of the biggest one is Survivor yeah. Series. Um, yeah, I think I tuned in and went, oh, crossed, it's man. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I was like, well, nothing's changed in the, since the last time I came here. Man, well, I mean, yeah. Like, the last, the last <laughs> yeah. one, which was like, you know, I mean, the fact that they had Summer to fill it is like the first ass. time ever in this match stipulation and about the thousandth time over I, mean, I, I like both of those guys, but yeah. yeah. Seriously, I will fucking praise... I used to hate Brock Lesnar. I thought the guy was no-selling everything and watching all the documentaries and the background of his character and where he is now. I'm like, this guy saved WWE. He saved it. He was the Hulk Hogan that they needed to branch them he over. Was cer- he was the he monster was heel the they needed, for he sure. He was the monster heel. If any other company had Brock... Brock fucking lesnar is a mystery 
to fucking human evolution. The you the people man. turn to me and go, wrestling's fake. Season. I look and go, have you seen Brock Lesnar? they got their own Resident Evil tyrant like, out there. Like, Brock Lesnar is a UFC champion. Oh. This guy is an amateur fucking wrestling champion. This guy can fucking shoot in Star Press off the top corner and land. Maybe not gracefully, <laughs> but he can still motherfucking land. Can we, can we skip back 15 minutes and say, what a waste of the tyrant as well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes. It just reminded me. What a He's, in a, he's oh! in a class tent the whole time, and he's like, "Yeah, season two stinger." Season anyway, two. don't go. Come out of there like Shredder in the fucking trash yeah. compactor, yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> We'll get rid of that rant soon. Yeah, man. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of Was part that an hour? Two. That, Was that, that an hour? W- fuck. And over? Hell yeah. <laughs> well, no, thank you. Because, yeah, I mean, you, you guys literally handled that wrestling topic. I, yeah, there's only so much insight I can offer considering how much, a little well, I watch it. of it now. You but, know I mean, you're going to be signed Even, even with my finger off the pulse of wrestling, like... Vince stepping down sent shockwaves you know, through the news and it's a fascinating oh, yeah. story yeah. Uh, mm. I would love uh, a documentary on it I'd love to see the whole story oh I'm sure you'll get like a yeah like a fucking yeah. a news sort of like collaboration on it or something it yes. it's okay Faye. it's okay Faye. it's, it's just one great big story <laughs> the girls these women I well, that's going to bring the second part of the podcast to a close. We're going to take a very quick break, but then we will be back answering your questions. Yeah. And welcome back, everyone, to the third part of the podcast, where yes. we're going to be answering... And welcome back, everyone, to the third part of the podcast where we're going to be answering your questions. Yes. So we're going to go from the Facebook questions first. And the first one is from Tom W.J. Sexton. What up, Sexton? In light of Prey being pretty well received by both fans and critics, what other franchise do you think would benefit going straight to streaming rather than a theatrical release? Uh, It's an interesting question because I'm not sure. I mean... I think Prey would have been good in the cinema, if you know. Yeah, what I mean. that was... In fact, fucking again, I'm gonna bitch on it. The sound design would have been incredible, actually. Yeah, in the cinema. yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I suppose like maybe there's a few out there that sort of like it'd be less risky for them, so you know they can take the money that they're not spending on a cinema release to put into sure the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose it's easy to jump on and say sort of like, yeah, just, you know, your alien movie, just put that on a stream. Well, they're doing both, aren't they? They're doing theatrical movie and streaming series. So they're trying to, yeah, eggs in every basket. Recently, like between uh, Chucky and Evil Dead going to streaming and becoming TV series, they've shown that you can make a TV series out of anything as long as the writing is good. Like you could pull Carl Urban back and make a Dread TV show. Well, they're they're, they're working on a Dread oh, show, man. aren't Good they? Call. But without you know? him, yeah. yeah. Um, but you you've got to make it work. I mean, maybe that's the type of movie as well, the type of franchise. Maybe if you've got like one where like they don't want to take the risk on it, but it's like we'll put put us onto a streaming service. Then, don't you know, so. don't dilute it too so much. Like we money. just said. With Resident Evil, you made too much <clears throat> trying to explain. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not asking anyone to Resident and, Evil anymore. Yeah. yeah. But I'd say the whole 2000 AD universe would be great for streaming. Oh, fuck mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Call. yeah. Thank you for the question, Tom. Good question. Next question's from Craig Hall. What up, Craig What's up, Hall? Craig? Hi, guys, and welcome back, Andy. What's up? It's lovely to have you back after Linda kept your seat warm. Slumming <laughs> it? 
Us? Yeah. After Linda, I'm sorry, I'm not better looking. Beautiful woman last time, and now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, question marks out of ten. Right. What number between ten and ten would you give to Neil Gaiman's The Sandman? <laughs> P.S. Any number below ten will be ignored, spat on, pointed to, and laughed at, and your name will be written down in large letters in a book titled Tosser. Are you just like all these fuckers on the internet, Craig? I've not watched it. No, 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 so, no. so you're a tosser. Yeah, yeah. I'm a tosser. So you're a tosser. You're only five episodes in. I'm only five episodes yeah. in, so 50% I'm percent tosser. I'm, I'm, I'm a half. I'm a toss pot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't be giving it a ten, even though I'm really enjoying Sandman on Netflix. It's really, really good. Production values high. Great casting. Special effects are okay. Uh, story is great. I'm I'm totally into it. I want more time to watch the rest of it. I wouldn't say a ten though, but I'm gonna say a strong eight Ooh, out of ten. It is, yeah. it's just really really good. Honestly, if you like like um, like religious fantasy, mm. almost you know yeah. you you're go- you're gonna it's gonna get your hooks in. It's gonna intrigue you when the world opens up to reveal what's going on. Uh, you, you're gonna you're gonna go on this journey. It's really well written, conceived, uh, and produced. Probably one of, if not, it. I think it's gonna be in my top ten of the year. Yeah. I think the Sandman show. It's really really good. So not a ten. I might be a tosser, yet, but it is yet. really good not though, yet. Greg. Not I agree. I, um, I agree. I, I was really happy. To, a friend of mine. It, it's his absolute favorite book. He's got multiple copies of it. Every time they release a new edition of it, and obviously this is a huge book. Yeah. Uh, he buys it, and I was really interested to hear because he's very uh, critical of things. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Comic book and stuff like he's all over Marvel and stuff. And I was like, how is it? And he's like, dude, it's fucking excellent. I was like, wow, coming from you, that's probably a really big compliment. So nice. it's nice to see that people are behind it. Excellent. Especially after I don't know how well the the audio series did. That seemed to be mixed. I don't know. They did that about recently. It. Great cast, but okay. it didn't quite get received. I don't think so. Yeah, sure. brilliant to see it. I mean, I I didn't. I, w- I wasn't aware of the original story. I, mm. All I know is Neil Gaiman, and usually for me, that's something worth checking out. Yeah. 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 Next question is from David Morris. What up, David? Hi, guys. Excellent work as always. I've recently watched We Were Soldiers, and it got me thinking. What are your top five war films? Could be from any era. Cheers and fist bumps all round. Uh, Top five. Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Das Boat. Platoon. Casualties of War. War. Uh, You know what? I'm I'm going to drop that one out and replace that one with Uncommon Valor. Oh, for yeah, me, yeah. which is the Patrick Swayze one. Yeah, Forrest Gump's got some good. It's a Vietnam again. Siege at Firebase Gorilla with um, um, fucking Arlie Emery. I think is one of the best war movies ever made that people have never seen. Tropic, Black Hawk Down Tropic, was something Tropic else. Thunder. Tropic Thunder's Tropic pretty Thunder. good. Black Hawk Down's pretty good. Same part Ryan, like. If you're gonna make a top five war movies, like it's what, real the, hard. The recent, it's depending was on it what 1917? Was it the one that they filmed in? Like the it wasn't in no, one shot. Nolan's, but it was, Nolan's oh, yeah, yeah. That I I thought that was pretty excellent to be honest. And I, was, I yeah. think I didn't good. have any skin yeah. in the game on that one, and I I was like, do you know what? I really enjoyed the performances in that one. It was very very good. Um, if I'm gonna knock on my top five, I'm just gonna do it now. Um, Casualties War, The Longest Day with uh, John Wayne, Platoon, We Were Soldiers. And it's a real toss-up between Full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse Now. 
Yeah. I I'd take full like, metal I'd, I'd probably apocalypse. go with both of those. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's not Vietnam War movies, but well, I'd, also, I'd say Zulu as well is in my mm. top five Zulu's as well. Crazy Zulu is great. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, <clears> Saving <throat> Private Ryan for sure. Oh, um, Bridge Too Far. Man, that's uh, fucking one of the uh, best. You know what? I can't remember that. Metal, that mate, ever play Medal of Honor? Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. I just get to remember it. Do you know what I really like? Is it a war movie? Heartbreak what? Ridge? Is, you know? Oh, Heartbreak oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, There's so the Mel Gibson heart, one, wasn't it? No, it, uh, no Clint Clint oh, which one am I thinking of? Uh, you're thinking We, we Were, were Soldiers. Soldiers. We were no, 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 the the one where he directed. It had Spider-Man in it. Um, oh, um, fucking uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge, oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Ridge yeah. is amazing, yeah. 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 Oh, Andrew good. Garfield was in it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Fucking, I mean, like, they're... When you talk about war movies, if they're really fucking putting the effort in, most war movies are top notch because the action, the, 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 the dramatic effects, <clears> even you know, oh, you, no, maybe gonna, not oh, changing, maybe I'm maybe not Pearl list. Harbor. I'm changing my <laughs> list again. You know what? Either three or four has to be Flags of Our Father. No, um, uh, Letters from Letters from Iwo Jima. Letters from Iwo Jima is better than Flags of Our Father. Is three hundred a war movie? it's pretty stunning to look at is one world a war movie mm. is, is aliens a war movie yeah right it says right. it isn't a tagline we've gone too far thank you for the question we've gone David. into the upside down now sorry i think we've just instead of giving you a top five we've just listed we just, we just, yeah, you yeah. know if you ask us for a top five we're just going to list everything in that category yeah, yeah. this is really on you, you know. 15, top 15 <laughs> Next questions uh, from Nick Luizzi. What up, Nick? What's up? In the words of Liquid Snake, I've been waiting for this. We'll call this question when the uppance doesn't come. Okay. We um. all love to see characters get there. Come uppance. Um. When they truly deserve whatever karmatic balance get thrown their way. Carter Burke, Benny from The Mummy... Bricktop, etc. But everyone, once and once again, a truly vile character will come out unscathed, <clears throat> and we never see or hear from them again, getting their just desserts. Yeah. Has there ever been a character that you guys have felt escaped justice? As I always do, here are the parameters. The character can never have gotten their comeuppance, like in a sequel, um, or in any way. Be it humiliation, shaming, mm. or not getting what they wanted, or a gruesome death. Yeah. So, Ooh, his character, for out. example, is somebody from The Wire. No spoilers, but if you've watched the show, apparently we'll know who, who okay. it is that I gets away. He, I think he knows... Who, <clears throat> I think I know who he's talking about, but I haven't seen The Wire to completion. So, my my answers are going to... Um, I, I listed some of these very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but you've got Verbal, or Kaiser Soze, from... The usual suspects, but then I was like, yeah, okay, he's the bad guy and he gets away, but I don't need him to get his comeuppance. Mm. I'm kind of rooting for yeah, yeah, the yeah. villain to get away. Kevin Spacey got his comeuppance. The only one, the, honestly, the <laughs> only up one up. where I felt like, um, I mean, this is the whole point of the film, again, is to leave you feeling this way, is um, uh, Anton from No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Like, because he's a despicable piece uh, of work. Yeah. Uh, and he gets away with it at the end. Now again, I'm not like rooting for them to get their comeuppance. I'm like, that's the way the feel the movie's meant to leave you feeling. Uh, you've also got uh, Catherine Trammell from Basic Instinct, but again, I'm like, it's the point. 
that they get away. Yeah, like yeah. we were talking, like Azizel from Fallen. Azizel, yeah, yeah, from like, Fallen. Like he takes over Denzel Washington's body. Yeah, he's body, a cat by the end of it, isn't and he? Yeah, that's right. And he escapes. Yeah. yeah. I like. I tried. To, I tried to think of an answer for this, and I couldn't. I, I had to resort to cartoons. The the so, hyenas from Lion King. No, I was thinking more that. <laughs> All they guy, do is rip up Scar. I was thinking that guy with the weird eye from Pirates of Dark Water. Oh no, you've lost me. After yeah, that. Pirates yeah. of Dark Water. Like there was like this whole back villain thing where he was trying to find the sword and the secret to try to defeat this pirate and then the series ended too early and the pirate just kind of got away do you remember that it's not a great movie by any means but do you remember 40 days and 40 nights with josh hartnett Barely. where he, he has that bet where he doesn't have sex yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well the, that chick rapes him at the end to win the bet you know i never watched it but thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> Like there's a comeuppance joke there I'm just saying yeah, that's true but 30 um, Days of 30 Nights is a bad movie yeah. <laughs> 30 Days of Nights yeah. um, what about um, Magneto at the end of Last Stand because he get Beast fucking stabs him to yeah. get rid of his powers right but he's still got his powers at the end well it's not even that he's just in a fucking park he's not even arrested <laughs> he's not put in jail he's in his fucking <laughs> he's just sat there in a park like well, I, got, I mean I just tried to destroy the world I guess I'll play fucking chess you know, so he doesn't fucking get there. And um, staying on the superhero bit, Sandman at the end of Spider-Man Three. Yeah. Fucking. He gets away. Just, just fucks off. In sand. Yeah, but, well, if we're getting real, <laughs> kind of goes. I'm sorry. We're, ah, if, and mate, just fucks off. If we're getting real crazy, Wayland Yutani never been held accountable. But it's not a person. It's an entity. It's a company. Yeah. Okay, then I will. He would say that Nurse Ratchet one for a good pull. Yeah, good pull. But she honestly thought she was doing the right thing. Yeah, like she's not a bad. She's guy. She's not a bad she's guy. She's still not doing her job. Yeah, she's not truly vile. The I mean, Shining, not... the whatever the Shining is at the end of the Shining that survives. <laughs> Sorry, Campbell's got the previous U.S. president because he did have a cameo in Home Alone too. No comeuppance yet. <laughs> well, let's let's see. <laughs> Campbell, you won. You've, yes. you've won the internet this day it. you've won it <laughs> no worries thank you for the question good question cheers Nick next question is from Havard Orion what up Havard when you get a new girlfriend or a new good friend what what is the first movie you want to show them and why I get what you're asking it's so, two married men we're at least going to have to yeah. say new good friend I suppose on this one um, any film I, I knew the answer to this one immediately if you've got a new girlfriend or a new friend and I'm using Gary as an example for this you watch whatever it is that they like so that you can build a relationship with that person so when Gary and I first met now fuck that no seriously oh, when Gary and I first met we the we started like I do this all the time what is your favourite film I need to know what the what the person is I'm talking to when I first spoke to Gary immediately he started talking about Evil Dead he started talking about horror movies so I knew that whatever movie we sat down and watched was going to be something that I kind of liked or I wanted to know why he liked it same thing when I met Linda when Linda turned around she was like I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings series I'm like fuck we're watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy I want to get this one in bed and she likes <laughs> in nine movies. hours time like, yeah, well, <laughs> Apparently, like, after nine hours she, you're like um, if it, if it was new girlfriend movie, then often or not it was the crow. The crow's a pretty successful movie for me. <laughs> do you know what? I, do you know what? I would be like, I, I would honestly say, all the time. All the time. Because, because they all got their comeuppance in that one. Yeah. I tell you, <laughs> I I would honestly go with fucking. Um, I'd be like, we're gonna watch Trading Places. 
Nice. If you can't love this fucking movie, I, I probably just don't need to hang out. Guys, with guys, you. that's that's like because if you true. can't watch this with me at nauseum, you know. Sure. Yeah. See, see now this is why I, I I'm gonna drop it out. Maybe it's four beers and some rum. But this is why I love my wife so much. When I turned to her and I said we have to watch Welcome to Raccoon City, the look on her face was like I hate you. You know, but she She's still like, sat there. She still watched it. If I could go through. back in time, I'd so change the fucking vows or whatever that the minister did at your wedding. Like, <laughs> Linda, do you promise to watch these piece of shit movies? Really? She'll be like, yes. Till death. Yes. You know, so, I think she'd say I it more loved, like, yeah. I loved coming up the stairs a couple of nights ago and she was watching uh, Sandman. And I had nice. no idea what the hell was going on, but I sat down and I watched it, and she was just so enthralled by it. And and I, I say this to anybody, if you have issues talking to people, if you think people are really difficult to kind of talk to, the best thing you can ever do is ask them, what is your favorite TV series that you're watching at the moment? What is your favorite film you're watching at this moment? And if you've got no answers from that, what's your favorite song? you are listening to at this moment you will find a bridge if you cannot find a bridge with any stranger after those three questions walk the fuck away because you ain't getting nothing if they come up with something that you are interested in start a conversation mm -hmm. and if you have no idea what the fuck they're talking about find <clears throat> out watch yeah. it learn i have no idea what the fuck sandman's about but from what i understand if i watch these episodes i'm gonna not only enjoy it but i'm gonna be brought into a conversation where I can talk to millions of other people about why they like this thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so fucking easy. And if they're like Jack and Jill, just <laughs> you can ask them if there's any other you are Adam not, you, Sandler we, shit they we, watch. We are not friends. I'm sorry. We can't do this. <laughs> Next question is from David Allen Evans. What up, David? Uh, hey guys, re regarding the tumultuous changes in WWE recently, how awesome do you think the future of American wrestling in general will be? I'm an AEW fan, but if WWE stepping up their in-ring game simultaneously pleases their fans while making AEW step up theirs in return, then everyone's happy. Right? Dude. Um, Take it. Oh, well, I'm just, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I've, obviously we've covered quite a bit on, on the, yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing of everything going forward, but I would say what a really good point in that is that, yeah, co competition is the best thing in wrestling. That's why the Monday Night Wars were so good, is... These two wrestling um, companies having to outdo each other is just good for the fans. Mm -hmm. And also, as much I, I don't watch AEW, um, a lot of it's time related. But I'm always like, there's more places for the guys and girls to work um, and to get their name out there. So that maybe someone who wouldn't have been a big name when they do say crossover from AEW to WWE or vice versa, they come in with a bit more fanfare. So yeah, yeah. man, co competition in in the wrestling company is, I think, probably hands down like one of the top factors to make it an entertaining product because um, as much as like they, they said in the past like you know well we're competing with everything on tv it's like you you're not you're not you're competing against other wrestling products yeah you know and if there's no i'll, other, I'll, you can't I'll say this for AEW again coming from someone like me who's not really into wrestling AEW has become a, a recognizable brand yeah in a very short amount very, of time yes. as a yeah. promotion it's the only one that ever gets put up next to WWE. Yeah. So, moment, uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's got to count for something. And yeah, the fact that there is competition always means, you know, that both companies got to strive to be the better one. Mm. Dude, seriously, if you watch some of the AEW matches and then compared it to some of the WWE matches that they've got out there, you would totally 
understand. Well, the um, last time I watched, I watched it was one of the Hardys like giving himself brain damage. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is outside it. the arena. The guys yeah, yeah, yeah. in AEW are striving to try to push themselves. They're taking far some risks. I wanted, to, risks. I, I wanted to see something that was not the not the main brand. That's it. So, but yeah. real, real wrestling fans, uh, especially WWE fans, we don't want you taking those risks. We know it hurts. We know the the the, the fact that your body in twenty years is not going to be able to function <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you keep doing this. But the the audience wants the blood. We, it's it goes all the way back to it goes all the way back to fucking Roman Colosseum. We want violence. We want blood. We pay for blood. We pay for blood. But nowadays we understand that we only want blood if it works. Yeah. If you're just cutting yourself for no reason, it's not going to work. We're, we're, hey, look! Don't take the fucking header off we'll the rumble, cage when there's only twenty people watching. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, maybe save that up for fucking mania. Alrighty, our next question is from George Smith. So George, what up, George? With it being the summer holidays, I volunteered to holidays? look after my 12-year-old nephew for the day. So, not wanting to watch some Shrek shit, <laughs> I put on The Beastmaster from yeah. 1982, which is a childhood favourite of mine. Movie was going down a treat until... Spoilers. Kodo, the dumb ferret, dies at the end. Not thinking anyone would possibly grow emotionally attached to a ferret. Didn't think this would be a problem. <laughs> Wrong! Nephew burst into tears and vowed never to watch the last 15 minutes of the film or any film in general. <laughs> Two questions. Am I a terrible uncle or is my nephew a wimp? <laughs> Two. Has there been an animal death in film that has left its mark on you? Okay, first of all, you're doing God's work. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, we got to show we got to show our kids these fucking movies that traumatize us when we were children, so that they do like at least grow up, you know, a little bit stronger. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've got a daddy daughter date coming up, like you know, with the wife staying out. And Platoon, stuff. you're gonna watch Platoon with her. She, no, she wants to watch Jaws, and I'm like, oh, oh fuck yeah, exactly. And so Jaws like, too, because it's the best sequel. Oh, get out! But yeah, so I, I do, I do think that. You're, no, you're not a terrible uncle. But no. I'm not going to call you the kid a wimp either. But you, you need to do this. You need to fucking show kids yeah. like, you know, these movies. Because that's how they live on. And obviously, I'm definitely going to say our text from fucking never ending stories. Of course. Like, cause of course. We said it. It seems we talked Still about it. Still hurts. Our text was just that. I don't think you're a bad uncle. Um, I think that maybe uh, you need to talk to your uh, to your nephew to make them understand that be like know, nut up and paintbrush what, what films are really about if they are really up that that upset they should get over it because Jesus if they can't get over a ferret dying they ain't going to get over Optimus Prime how are they going to watch John how are they going to watch John Wick how are they going to watch John Wick how are they going to watch Alien 3 you know Something. there's there's yeah. so many films where people die that hit you at such a marker Two socks and dances Man. with wolves. Ah, mm. wash at the end of Serenity. Well, he's not an animal. Man, when that <laughs> spike hits him, yeah, I'm no, like, motherfucker. You know what? I, I had a moment of like, wash was the pilot. Man, but I'm, yeah, right. I'm talking about deaths. In yeah, I know film, you are. The like, questions about animals, though. Like, did you did you not think as well? Like, the you know shark when you, you in Jaws too. Yeah, you know when <laughs> you know when Prey started. Yeah, and the only CGI animal in it is, yeah. is that's not a CGI animal in it. Sorry, is is the dog? Right. Yeah. And I was like, what's it going? Oh, that dog's going to be in peril this whole fucking movie, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And you're going to make me feel for the dog. <laughs> and he was, and you felt for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sat there hug, uh, hugging Boulder, my dog. Samantha, like, Sam, the dog in I Am Legend. 
Uh, of course, I've mentioned oh, this before. God. The animals are farving the wood. All know, the animals died. Dude, you know what's so incredible about Sam in I Am Legend? It's a silly thing, but it's the fact that moments before, when she's hurt, he full names her. It's yeah. Samantha, and that's yeah. the first yeah, time you find the out it's a girl dog. Yeah. Which, oh. you know, I mean, I'm just saying that it like it just struck a nerve all of a sudden. So yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. yeah, like, Hooch know. from Turner and Hooch Man. Yeah, like I was saying today to somebody, like I like canine. Mm. But when the dog doesn't die at the end of K9, I feel bad because <laughs> I love Turner Turn and Hooch. I kind yeah. of feel like the dog at the end of K9 should die. And the dog <laughs> no, because it's a great, it's a great yeah. scene where he's like, you're fine, aren't you? And you know, Lucy's like giving the dog shit. <laughs> Jerry Lee's all like... Any Whoa. dog dying is wrong, okay? No dog should die in movies. Ever. Cats, that's fine. Ever. Old yeller. Cats, nice. yeah, cats, cats you can just massacre in drugs. No. Alien, alien, the cat should have fucking died in Alien. <laughs> Bloody Jonesy. <laughs> Fucking Jonesy. Next question's from Harry Stiglitz. What up, Harry? Question for the poddy. What are your views on Neve Campbell turning down Scream 6 because of pay? Um, I think she's gonna be back because get paid, girl. Well that was my in. that was my theory, wasn't it? The is that this is all realize. this is all the um uh, a cover, a smoke screen, so that when the mask K-fape. gets revealed at the K-fape. end. And it's Sydney who's the final ghost face killer. Like, then all of them, I'd be like, aha, I was right. But no, it does seem very legitimate that um, Neve Campbell was offered her. a paltry amount of money to return to the franchise that she's most known for. She's the Jamie Lee Curtis hey, hey, for Scream. No, yeah. no, you're fucking worse, right? Yeah, yeah, she's the and so exactly. So she knows she's worth more than and that. She, she brings gonna, some value to it. She's gonna have a it. fucking agent. That's now, like that's bullshit. Don't, yeah, you know, like, don't take so. it. Scream is one of the only horror series that you could do without the main horror stars that have built the franchise because the Ghostface Killer is about a copycat killer. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's about a copycat yeah. killer. Now that's the best way they could take the series is if they say right, we're not bringing back Dewey or Neve Campbell or uh, um, fucking. What was it? Monica. Okay. Monica. That's what I was going to say. I'm trying to remember friends. Um, but they won't because part of them... Are, it's the same issue that we had when we were talking about a franchise a while ago is that the studio comes along and says, oh, this is what we think will work and it doesn't. And then the studio goes, oh, well, we're going to go back on ourselves and redo it again. And so they do. So Neve Campbell at the moment, they've offered her money. It's not going to work. They're going to try and do their own thing. It's not going to work. They're going to turn back to Neve Campbell and go, we're going to pay you more. She's going to go, more. Well, <laughs> Courtney Cox said yes. <laughs> so whatever yeah, but she's her, still got friends' money. So yeah, she, really she, needed, she don't she? give a fuck. And, and, if, and it's because they're not going to kill her off. She's going to survive that movie. Who? who Gail Weathers. Courtney Cox. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah if yeah, probably. they turned around to her and said, we were killing you off, she would have not signed on. And I bet Niv Campbell has not signed on because they were going to kill off her character. I don't know. I, it just seems very suspicious. I don't know why. I, I Normally, I'd just take the story at face value. But for some reason, I just feel like there's something off with this one. That mm. So like I don't know how much has been, been offered. I don't know how much was offered in previous sc- roles. The Scream series has been off since, season, since the third <laughs> film. And yeah. they just kept milking it. And now they're moving it to a point where there's no more milk. Well, the, the the thing that I like about Scream is that it's very meta. And so the horror franchise has evolved in the 20 years since the first one. So yeah, they, but they... Updating, you know, to to stay relevant or modern. Right, but they, they haven't dropped any of their original stars. They're still trying to hold on to the movie that they fucking... That made them. Yeah, oh, they look, keep recreating the first movie or trying to. We keep bringing back Gail Weathers. We keep bringing back Dewey. We keep bringing back Nev Campbell. And none of them are dying. But <laughs> Take the money you were going to pay her. Bring back Skeet Ulrich. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, well, bring yeah. Back. <laughs> we'll bring back fucking. Uh, and to be fair, you could probably take like half that money and bring you'll back, do it. Like, you bring know, back fucking at this point. Um, fucking Scooby Doo's buddy. Yeah. Shaggy. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. Yeah, Steve. Mark, whatever he was. Matthew, his character. Lilith, Matthew Lilith. Lilith. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Next question is <laughs> from Simon Fernal. What up, Simon? Finally turning up on the screens after years of talk and promise, we finally saw Sandman appear. <laughs> I've not read the graphic novel myself, but I'm a bit of a Neil Gaiman fan from American Bod, American Bods, American <laughs> Gods, and Neverwhere. I thoroughly enjoyed the story and characters in the show. What are your thoughts? I'm a tosser. I haven't seen it all yet, Simon. I'm, I'm sorry. Enjoying it so far, though. Yeah, have fun. We're tossing off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also what I really enjoyed the first season of American God, Simon. Um, and I, I watched the, the, the second... Sorry, the first episode of season two. And for whatever reason, I've just not been able to return to American Gods. Um, and I've not heard anything of season three. I'm kind of... Word. Thinking it's probably been cancelled, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I need to catch up with Sandman. I need to. Agreed. <laughs> Alrighty, well, now we are on to questions from the chat here. Oh, it's the chat's turn. He's it is indeed. The worst. <laughs> he's always the most disgusting, fucking repulsive. These are our favourite. At least these the questions on Facebook are filtered. Ooh. These ones, I'm, they're just going to be yeah, read for the first time. Vulgar right from the start. I don't know if I'm going to know. Right, I've got my rum, and okay. I got my first question is from Mongo Mongo. What so up, dude. Mongo? Who is the most overrated and underrated actor in your opinion? Bruce Campbell. Well, underrated. I would hope so. He's the most underrated and overrated actor. He should be in no. everything. Um, <laughs> he's that good, but he shouldn't be in everything at the top level. He should be side characters. Like, all the time. Like... Like whenever they have to go meet somebody who gives them information, it should be Bruce Campbell. I'm just trying to think right now of like like the major Hollywood stars and thinking of which of them is the most overrated. Oh, Tom oh, Hanks overrated. Like overrated to Tom me is like is kind of Leonardo DiCaprio overrated. I'm trying to think. Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise is I think. overrated. Well, I mean, I like, don't know. I'm not being funny. Because like, he's made as... his roles for himself. He hasn't. Okay, for example. Well, I mean, I'm going to say Dwayne Johnson because of... Dwayne Johnson he, is. he just plays Dwayne... I yeah. like him. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's fucking rock. He's amazing. He's charismatic. But he just plays himself. I was I was saying this recently. Uh, right, okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Any actor who can who can make uh, a disabled character work for themselves is an amazing actor. Dustin Hoffman. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, they they uh, was he in Gilbert Grape and the Rain Man are amazing films because they make you believe they are not the people they are. Well, all actors should be doing that. They should be. <laughs> yeah, it's called pretending. Tom Cruise doesn't. <clears throat> Dwayne the Rock Johnson doesn't. Both of them walk in and they are there. No, Tom Cruise runs in. I don't know. You say <laughs> that, and I go. Tom Cruise is probably the finest actor to play the vampire Lestat. I don't think okay. anybody's going to be able to replace right. him. Lestat is okay. What's the difference? And that doesn't feel like Tom Cruise. What's to me. the difference between Tom Cruise's character in Day of Tomorrow and new uh, Top Gun movie? What's the difference? Yeah, I mean, he's a maverick in everything, <laughs> except he shouldn't be. He should be uh, be able to adapt. Leonardo DiCaprio can adapt. Yeah, but you're talking you about feel... you're talking about actors. I agree with you, but I'm just saying you talk about an actor who's found his niche. Pe- yeah. People go to watch a Tom Cruise movie to see Tom Cruise be Tom but Cruise in that movie. But they shouldn't find a niche. Denzel Washington. 
Denzel Washington an is an amazing mm. actor because every role he plays is just he makes for his own. Who, okay, so who who would you say though is underrated? Because I'm struggling Bruce to Campbell. really pick someone. Bruce Campbell. Other than Bruce Campbell. Obviously. Other than Bruce Campbell. Um, I'm trying to. There's probably it's more sort of like Michael probably Bean. Like, you probably find someone who's like doesn't quite get the love that they probably. Deserve. Michael Bean is underrated. Side yeah, but he he off. he pulled he pushed himself out of the limelight. Michael Bean did. He kept saying he kept getting offered lead roles, and he kept saying, "No, I don't want to be the lead role. I want to be the support character, the side character." Mm. Um, but yeah, Michael Bean is is great. It's a good call. Yeah, um, but I'll always say Sam Sam Rockwell. You know, he's, oh, for me, he's Sam my most uh, underrated actor. I always champion him. I think he's a marvelous. Marvelous range. Sam, but, Sam uh, Rockwell is yeah. He's uh, got a new I mean, film coming out soon as well. With um, I forget the I never pronounced the actress's name. Um, but he's got a new film coming out soon as well. Sam Elliott is someone Michael that I fucking Shannon. love. Elliot. I love Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's um, great. Again, it's not, when you say underrated, it's not like he's I not mean, successful. Like, but yeah, yeah. I, been, I don't think it. I don't think he's in the conversation enough for just how fucking brilliant I that mean, man is. I've frankly. been thinking of the name for the last five minutes, and it's surprising that it took me this long to remember his name. But Kurt motherfucking Russell, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like Kurt motherfucking Russell. Like, <laughs> Again, is he underrated? No. Who's underrated? Who's, who's like? He's who, underrated because they don't put him in everything. So because he, he's not in every movie. He's that. Good. That so he should be in every movie. He should, Is he allowed like a day Kurt off? Russell, Kurt Russell. Let him have a day off, man. He's <laughs> not young anymore. Kurt right. Russell doesn't. Kurt Russell doesn't need days off. Kurt Russell can walk into a role and that, make the role. That's a good him. one in the chat from Nella where he said Carl Urban is when you think about. He's underrated from the point of like people need to take more of a mm. risk putting Carl Urban as say like a leading man like oh, he did totally. with Red. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so totally. it's kind of underrated yeah. from that point. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Really Carl Urban. Yeah. They went with they went with him with Dread and thought. Let's try it, and it worked. Vincent D'Onofrio is a big bag of crazy. Vincent I like what he's yeah. like, you know. amazing. He's yeah. definitely underrated because he should be in more. Yeah. Like I didn't, I I didn't fully understand Cell when the first time I saw it. Years later, mm-hmm. I'm like, this movie is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? That's been getting loads of love online recently. Yeah, so it's like Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, I, I, I got another actor that I've been really. Uh, I keep talking about when anyone ever brings him up. Uh, Tom Hopper. Mm. from Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great in Black Sails. Uh, he was recently Albert Wesker. Um, but uh, I've, I've seen this actor, like, all coming from Black Sails. That actor had such a good showing of his range. And yet everything I've seen him in since then, he doesn't seem to be able to project as much. I don't know whether it's his limitations of the characters he's played Probably, since yeah, then. Yeah. But um, I really want to see this character in more. Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Yeah, yeah, Dominic, Dominic Cooper for me is someone who's sort of like, you know, again, I, I think can be cast and carry a movie on his own. Nice. Back. He's yeah, really, yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I fucking. Um, overrated Vin Diesel. Thank you. Yeah. That, I'll agree with that one. Fucking. Vin hell. Diesel overrated. Oh. I like Vin Diesel, Kurt but he Russell's is overrated. Son. I think Kurt Russell's son is underrated. Like, um, he was great oh, in. Fucking um, agent, yeah. Yeah. Um, US agent. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Gave What's him his more name? Roles. Shut up. We watched him in. The name of the film I've now forgotten. Russell Jr. <laughs> He's Russell Jr. Wyatt. It's Wyatt Russell, Wyatt isn't Russell. it? Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell. Is it Wyatt Russell? Yeah. Is that his name? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 What, what was the one that we watched? The zombie war movie? That's the, the World War II one, wasn't it? We yeah. Cinema, yeah. Oh, Underworld? No. No, um, but something Overlord. like that. Overlord. Well That's done. it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We went with the Warmore scene. <laughs> yeah. Underground, overground. It's over. <laughs> not, not great, but close to Call of Duty Zombies as you could get. No doubt. 
Yeah. Very good. So many, so many good actors. So many great actors. Um, Thank I, you for the question, I, like, Mitch. I wanted, to, I wanted to think of some female act- actresses as well, but I think they're all fucking stellar in every role that they do. Um, Amber Heard? Uh, not Amber Heard. <laughs> Amber Heard fucking shot herself. <laughs> but you know, you, the, the lady who was in uh, Mama, and she was also... Oh, was she the lady in the elevator in Endgame? She was also in fucking um, the, the numbers elevator movie. Endgame. Yeah, you remember in the elevator in Endgame where fucking um, Captain America. And oh, it's like you knew Ma- here. Fucking Iron Man, yeah. The black woman is yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Jerry must Yeah, yeah. I know She's pretty good. I, I loved her in the, the uh, Kevin Costner movie, the, the the numbers woman. Fucking Stephen Graham is an amazing. Oh, <laughs> Stephen Graham. Fuck yeah. I need to watch that. Stephen Graham. Watch, I need to watch that new one where he's the. Sh- or the it's not bo- even new. Uh, Balling point. Point. point on Netflix. Oh man, it's amazing. Stephen Graham is amazing. I tell you what's. Uh, an, an actor that's really risen to prominence since Game of Thrones is probably Charles Dance. Uh, like Charles Dance. Well, Charles is like, Dance never dropped. Yeah, 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 no, yeah no, I know. But, but the like, thing is, like, I'm just talking about. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about like, I'd, like, first time I ever saw him was in Alien Three. Yeah, yeah. totally. You know, and that, but I've barely seen him in anything. You know, up until he he had that role as Lannister. In Game of Thrones, and then since then he's in everything. Like he's he turned up in Sandman. I'm like, man, this actor, like, it just feels like the world has only now become aware of him. Underworld, Underworld Underworld was shit. Yeah, Charles Dance was that icon. Exactly, Charles Dance was amazing in Underworld. Like, yeah. So like, I think I think the world has now come to appreciate him. I'm like, he's like at the end of his career I don't yeah. want to say well, dude, you have but... certain actors where they just don't they just don't hit until later in life because I'm yeah. like dude yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman has never been young no you're right Morgan <laughs> yeah. Freeman's always old started acting at 70 yeah. <laughs> he's been 70 ever since he's been 70 ever since <laughs> he's gone he's gone century of rocks bro. what yeah. a good boy <laughs> fucking China O'Brien motherfucker yeah fuck yeah. that Alrighty, so next question is from Matt Mitchley 1984 what up Matt this is for Andy and Ian Oh. So we that's back to wrestling. Looking about wrestling. Uh, wrestling. Triple H. Yeah. Yeah, that's my answer, Matt. <laughs> so we know Roman will likely keep the titles until WrestleMania. Okay. So how would you book him until then? Okay. So basically, what's going to happen is because Roman is holding both belts. Yeah. I know for a fact that Fox want a belt on their show. Okay. So this is what's going to happen at Clash of the Castle. Karrion Cross has recently returned to WWE. That's Everyone right. else, by the way, doesn't watch wrestling, feel free to switch the yeah, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. While, while, fucking on while I conspiracy theory this That's time. right. So <laughs> K-fame, K-fame, we've got um, uh, Drew McIntyre, the Scottish warrior, on yeah. home turf. It's in Wales, but bear with us. You know, it's the UK. Yeah, yeah. So we got He's him versus Roman for the titles at the minute. Yeah. Uh, I reckon within either it happened on SmackDown last night, I haven't seen it, or it's next fucking week or whatever. Um, Karrion Cross is going to be added to that match. So it's going to be a triple threat. Yeah. And what they're going to do is they're going to put both titles on the line separately. It's going to be a two out. Of th- uh, it's going to be a two-four match with the first match. One of the titles is going to be contested, and Roman will retain it. And in the second one, Drew McIntyre is going to win in the UK, and we're going to lift the lid off of that fucking stadium. It's going to be so amazing. That's why I want to happen. They're going to book, continue to book Roman strong until WrestleMania because the plan is still for him to fight the Rock. Rock. But obviously. It's absolutely schedule dependent because that is the last. He obviously same family in it, same Simone yeah, dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, so that's him until Mania. To answer your question, I personally think if you were going to do the whole, no, he's going to keep everything until then, and then he's going to beat the Rock because he might as well. It'd be stupid for him to drop the fucking titles to the Rock. Yeah, he won't. Um, if you were then going to go, who is the person to take the titles off of him? 
I'd love to just see it given to someone like maybe Cody. Yeah, maybe Cody's Seth, aimed for aim for taking it. Um, you know, someone like that that just that just deserves it. Like a, I personally don't him. think he's losing any of his titles at Clash of the Castle because WWE have a terrible um, reputation of never changing titles unless they're on soil. AJ Styles being the only one recently in the last few years who took the t- US title. Yeah, but I think at, they're promoting uh, this as more of a canon show. Because I know what you mean. In, in the past, oh, a lot yeah, of the English yeah. shows and haven't, been, haven't the, been canon. And I want them to lose the yeah. title. And I would love for Roman to lose the title to make Raw and SmackDown separate. But I personally have always preferred a champion to walk between Raw and SmackDown. They've got the belt. They can walk back and forth. Everybody is able yeah. to challenge them. Carrying Cross, I think, is going to be in the freeway, and Carrying Cross is going to count uh, cost McIntyre the championship, which is then going to. Start well, by out. by the way, you uh, McIntyre when he wins, he's not going to beat Roman for the title. He's going to pin Carrying. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then again, they're still keep it. It's a way to book. Yeah, Roman yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Carrying and McIntyre will have their little bit. Reigns has held that belt for so long that WWE are just going to make him their new Bruno Sammartino. Well, they can still do that though with the title. They're new Ric the Flair, they're new John yeah. Cena. Oh, he is, yeah, and he it's is, a good way to do it. He is their guy, yeah. and if you look at the history that he's had, it's amazing that he even made it that far. Mm. Um, maybe hold the titles to Rumble and then still have him face the Rock at um, WrestleMania, even if they have. Yeah, the Rock's Rock. going to win the fucking Rumble. <laughs> when, even if they have. Pro wow. the Vince out at the end. Even if they have the Rock turn up at WrestleMania, I think it's a waste um, because we should have had him two years ago and now it's gotten to the point where we already know what's going to happen. We already know what's going to happen after that. And so it's the storylines. The storylines wasted before we've even fucking seen the match. Superman Punch versus the People's Elbow. The People's Elbow wins every day. He'll beat the Rock, I reckon. No, Triple H versus Wrestle, uh, Rock at huh? WrestleMania. Yeah, that'd be cool. Tanya, I'm Tanya. <laughs> Triple H is going to come out just fucking pedigree. Oh, awesome. <laughs> cool. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, next question. Sorry, tag you back in there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, next question is from Richie DBZ. What up, Richie? Richie? What is one movie you want to review that has not been recommended yet? And Andy... When are you going to do a review? Well, you can't ask Andy. You have to ask yeah, Ian. Yeah, Andy's, Andy's <laughs> yeah. already did Black Coal with us. I did, yeah. That was a while And ago. Andy doesn't yeah. review films. <laughs> yeah, Starship Troopers is one of them. I just watched That's it last weekend. Starship Troopers is a good one, yeah. Um, but we haven't done that one yet. It's always a time thing, by the way, with a, like reviews. It like, is, fuck, yeah. yeah we are, are this is hard enough to organise. You have no idea. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... There are so many films. Serenity, you know, Joss Whedon's oh, Serenity. Yeah. Wanted to review that one for a while, not yeah. done it yet. There is a there is a point as well that like we I brought up before. I think saying about like me doing a review is all fun, but because these guys are working off of a Patreon list, the Patreon list is paying for these guys to do a review. Yeah. So like Ian going, I'm gonna have a day off today, and I'm coming in. Someone's paid money and like. Yeah, but I'm it, like, it, up, stranger? It, was, <laughs> yeah. it, it still works because the thing with off-the-shelf reviews has always been the context of understanding what the person's view is of that film. So even when we had Jez in, even though it wasn't me, Jez's view of film but was also, fresh. While I had Jez on, didn't yeah. review any Patreon requests. Well, yeah, that is true as well because we wanted to. Oh fuck it, it let's way. do Serenity then. Yeah, right. In about six now. months, when I fucking figure out a day that I can yeah. do it. Yeah. But the uh, thing is, I like to, whenever we've got time to do record, it has. To, I want to do Patreon requests because 
these guys that are donating money, money have been waiting, some yeah. of them, for over a year yeah, for I their mean, request to actually I mean, go live have, on the we channel. St we still haven't finished the John Carpenter series. No, we've there's done, there's still oh, John Carpenter ones to do. We haven't done Vampires. You know, we haven't done Ghosts of Mars. We haven't done, Ian. I don't know how many times we've been requested to do this. Escape from Escape New York, from New Escape, York from Escape from, from LA, LA, which are two of the ultimate classics. But we can't do. Oh, but the, the good thing is that has been requested. <laughs> if our if our patrons and we love all of our patrons unconditionally, and we we even love the people who aren't donating to the show. Mm. When people put forward film requests, if a free time comes up, we'll jump on it. Mm. If we've got films, and and we've said this recently in a lot of podcasts, you know, people are complaining that we're doing terrible movies like Venom they haven't seen Leech's review yet yeah, they haven't seen <laughs> Leech's but that's because somebody has asked us to review those and so that's what we have done you know, we, we listen to all we look we read all the comments and we listen to all the all the backlash but when people go oh you should review this and you're not willing on supporting us we, I tell you we can't I, I wanted to do Robocop 2 and Highlander oh, man, 2 Robocop 2 have been I, like two I years I have literally no five years five years I've had the folders sat in my, I've got the five, posters in there. I've got the files all sat in there. All we need to do is sit and talk about them. Yeah, it's like they're but just empty folders. We need to get. <laughs> it sounds bad, but we need to get paid. We need to keep the yeah. roof over our head. We yep. need to keep reviewing. The I mean, I've also got a folder there for Mannequin. I've wanted to review Mannequin <laughs> like seven for years. years. Oh, I've film. wanted to review Mannequin since we, ten years oh, since we started the man. channel. I was like, we'll do Mannequin within the first year. I'm sure of it. Still haven't done it. And and often sometimes when we when when we decide to do a film that we want to review that's not on the Patreon list, we look at it and then we go, ah, it's from Universal Studios, so uh, put that on the to never do the, list. The, the back list. Yeah, yeah and that happens Studios. a lot, unfortunately. And, and even then, we will review a film, but then we will kind of schedule it so that they go up in conjunction. Like, like you probably noticed over the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of horror, like between Possession, um, <laughs> Session Nine. You know, uh, meet the feebles and things like that. Yeah, we're not aiming for that. It just seems to work because you know the movies. So, yeah, up. sometimes it feels like our patrons are a part of like a zeitgeist, and they all kind of <laughs> on the same wavelength, <laughs> and we kind of get some thematic movies that all line up kind of quite nicely. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we won't do everything. We're trying to do everything. But yeah, we'll get Andy, and I mean, uh, I mean. Andy and I are going to go and watch Halloween Ends <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a little while. And you know we're going to be discussing it then. So even though we don't have film footage covering what Andy has to say here, he's very much going to be talking about some movies. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the question though, Richie. Next question is from It's Hin. What up, Hin? Who would be your ideal cast for a Resident Evil show or movie? There's a lot of casting to be done here, just in terms of stars. I mean, but we all want Will Smith to play uh, Marvin, what? right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody cast him as the role in Harry, the day anyway. Harry Styles as Leon. Who? Selena Gomez what? as Claire Redfield. Um, <laughs> Tilda Swinton as possibly... Wesker? Wesker. We might as well just gender West... swap as well no, now. No, not gender swap. <laughs> Harry Styles is pretty fucking. He's pretty good. He signed up for MCU at the yeah. moment, so like he's trying to get himself out there. Get out. <laughs> you tell me to get out, and when he makes a fucking good movie, and you say that movie was good, I'm gonna slap you. Do you, okay. you find well, that? Uh, Are you find that? Considering Harry Styles' movie that he's been in so far has been Eternals. Yeah, good luck with that. Right. And it's still better than Aquaman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, Honestly, I, I don't know, but I still like, um, I suppose, I mean, you got to go of, like, you just got to go down to, like, the, the list. If you imagine, like, if you were going to use, like you said, you got to go stars, right? Yeah. you got to cast yeah. stars, basically. So Stars. What, Chris, Chris Redfield? I'm going to put Chris Evans in. Mm. It's Chris Redfield. Because I, I assume that budget is no problem. No option, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's dream, yeah. dream casting, yeah. yeah. So we'll do that, yeah. yeah. Wesker, do you know, actually, just because, okay, primary thing about Wesker, I'm going to pick someone who's looks I like know a bit who of a I want. And I want to punt. So I'm going to say Ryan Gosling. Okay. Um, my, my, my Wesker is the... I, I've forgotten his name. Sorry. Yeah. It's the guy from... Um, uh, from uh, The Boys. Uh, the guy who plays oh, Homelander. Like Homelander. Yeah. That's a very, oh. that's a very cool. That's I very was cool, actually going to go with the guy yeah. from Inglorious Bastards in the bar sequence who's the German and gets everybody killed. When he holds it and when he realizes Michael Fassbender. No, when he realizes Michael Fassbender is the fucking liar. Oh, the other guy. Yeah. The other yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, Anthony Starr. Thank you. Yeah, Anthony yeah, Starr. I think Starr would be a great one. Wesker. Yeah. Um, Barry Burton. Uh, you know what? Oh, I, oh, Barry you know Burton what? would be fucking what's his face from the guard. Fucking oh, from um, from Gangs of New York, who fucking portrays fucking Liam oh. Neeson at the beginning. Oh, uh, uh, fucking, Bernard Gleeson. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I'm what's his of... name? Hopper from Stranger oh, Things. Um, yeah. yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Shit, um, what's that? We're terrible with fucking names. Yeah. We are right now. Hopper when from, we get this late. Uh, David, David Harbour. David Harbour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah David Harbour yeah. played uh, Barry Barton. He'd be really good. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I actually liked Paul W.S. Anderson's casting of Barry Burton in that film. When I saw the actor, I was like, that's the guy he from was, The Strain. He was, he was the blob in, um, blob in, in, in Wolverine. Wolverine. He was going yeah. to play Jill. Honestly, oh. Sienna Gilroy from Resident Evil she Apocalypse was, was awesome. She, was she looked the part. She, she walked did. to the she part. She talked to the part. She was great. You know she what? Was great it's going to be someone younger as well. If, if you play Mo- that rookie deal, it's like I'd get—I don't know her name, but the girl who played in the remake of Tomb Raider, she was pretty good. She was uh, good. She yeah, good. I can't she pronounce her name. Yeah, um, yeah, fucking Russian chick. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're and that's it. Wait, no, no, no. That's all the characters <laughs> you fucking need. The rest is zombies. If we're doing a Resident Evil fucking remake, are we doing? The mansion, or we mansion, or we mix a mansion and police. Just mansion, just mansion. Just mansion. If we're doing Resident Evil, so just we're mansion. just doing Alpha. Save something. Save so something. Doing, <laughs> so we're just doing Alpha Team, right? Just Crit, Alpha and Bravo. You need Chris, Rebecca Chambers. Wesker, Jill, fucking. Uh, Rebecca Barry, Chambers would Rebecca. be the chick who plays the mum in um, the the new Jurassic Park franchise with the red hair. No, no, no. The the her sister. In it, in, in oh, essentially. the fucking crazy bitch from Halloween Kills who gets killed. Oh yes, yeah, Judy oh, Greer. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, didn't know <laughs> I don't know these names are like I'm doing a weed. I was, I was going between two out, shit yeah. movies to try and fucking pull this bitch from. Um, yeah, she she could be good as Rebecca Chambers. That'd work. Yeah. <laughs> what Rebecca Chambers is like I'm not fourteen. I don't know. I'm She's not like sixteen. I'm not even person him anymore. He thinks he knows movies. <laughs> That'd work. We all think we know movies. That'd work. It's all we don't. Until we cast Resident Evil. <laughs> Until we cast Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, look, okay, basically, look, if we've taken anything away from this podcast, Man, like, it can't no, be done. It can't be done. Do you know who play a great Wesker? The guy from The Hangover who shouts, Gay! <laughs> well, uh, uh, Ken Young, isn't he? <laughs> Him as Wesker. what? Like, they're all fucking open in the lab and Walking he comes out like, Start, gay boys! Yeah, he looks like, at, yeah. You see Tyrant here? You looking at him? Gay! <laughs> 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 that's a good pull the girl who plays Max in Stranger Things for Rebecca Chambers would be oh, quite good oh fuck yeah yeah that'd work nice yeah. nice 
A fucking oh, Thank you for the question, Hen. Good. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Hen. <laughs> oh, dear. Next question is from Mr. Will Guitar. What up, Mr. Will? Any thoughts on the Sandman song? Oh, my God. <laughs> we really We're should. all a bunch we of should, tossers, We should have watched this and not Resident <laughs> yeah, Evil's yeah, right. <laughs> Clearly watched the wrong show this week. Um, Any thoughts on the Sandman series? I read a couple of the graphic novels and liked them. Seen a bit of episode one and thought it was decent so far. So we're going to pick up it, all it, these questions and we're going to move them to next month. Yes. And we're going to answer them. I'm still not Right now, it's, it's yeah, looking wiki, awesome, man, Mr. Sure. Will. I need to watch some more. I really do. Um, yeah, it's good. Yep. <laughs> do you know I'm going to go the other way? I didn't like it. There you go. Off the toss okay. the reviews. <laughs> oh, dear. Next question is from Rio Quinn. What up, Rio Quinn? Stop. Just finished the TV show, The Rehearsal. Oh, glad it's it's mind blowing. Is there a show that you can think of that took you days to comprehend what you had just seen? Resident Evil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil. Like, yeah, Resident Evil. Was what were they one. thinking? Okay, I can't comprehend if it made sense. Um, no, most TV series I fucking get. If I'm not getting it, I will stop watching it. And I, if I don't get it before I've watched the first episode, I won't even fucking watch it. Well, honestly, I mean, I mean, calling a, 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 a show today mind-blowing is, is kind of exciting. Because there's not many TV shows that are mind-blowing anymore, or at least exciting. Well, Severance that we talked about a, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of months back uh, on Apple TV is a really good concept show. Uh, like I said, the whole pr- concept of, you know, uh, going into work and then the very next second you're walking out of work and time's passed because your brain shut off and you've actually done the job, but you don't remember it. Great idea. So it gives you stuff to think about afterwards. But there hasn't really been any other shows I can think of that have been that mind blowing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so fucking childish. The last time I was fucking mind blown by a fucking proper TV series was when Austin fucking knew. Vic McMahon and I was like I need to know what happens next <laughs> oh, alright like so it's been 20 who, over who 20 kills Vic McMahon no, no but I'm honest like when you get to, and I know I'm talking about wrestling again if you want to switch off shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of here but when you take a live TV show <laughs> when you take a live TV show and you make the audience that are live question what they have just seen that's some of the greatest TV show ever if you take a TV show that has been out for two week, two weeks, and then you watch it, and you're still contemplating it after, yeah. and they're still they're off making season two, they it's good. Don't get me wrong, it's good, but that's why I don't jump onto TV series so quickly nowadays because the reactions of your episodes can come so quickly week after week after week one moment they hate it the next moment they do love it because they watched it again the week after they're still contemplating because they're wondering how it interjects into season two and season three and expands stuff like that and i'll i'll use um euphoria as an example i've not watched euphoria it was what four seasons two seasons two two seasons sorry two seasons of this great tv show um that everybody watched and they thought it was awesome. They said it was amazing. They said Zendaya was one of the greatest actresses of it. But they've forgotten about it. They, no. They, they, no, they have. No, they have. <laughs> because they have just moved on for the next big thing no, that's coming. No, you know coming. what? I, the fact that Euphoria... The, the fact that... Because we're talking about Resident Evil today. Mm, yeah, yeah. Euphoria is, a 10, is an 11 out of 10 show. Yeah. When you compare female or... You know, or teen girl 
school drama period of their lives totally get compared that. to Resident Evil where the writers have no clue who they're who these characters are that they're writing for totally and get it's that. a completely different level but they are not expanding on the so euphoria. i'm constantly thinking of euphoria, euphoria when i'm watching other shows and i'm like the writing here is inferior compared to this show i told i totally get that but they won't expand on it any further and what what do you mean well i like when season three of euphoria coming out next year next say, year and then they're, they're going to expand to season four i'd imagine season i'd imagine there's five, a couple of years they, left there's they, so many characters wanna, and stories they, to tell they want to they want to keep expanding stories but they you know they will not be able to keep zendaya for that long uh, i think she's I'm pretty integral say, to the show she's, she's uh she's, she's, she's yeah she's really you've got to remember as well now is that because but like she, tv I, series I, you can make you can make more has, money than you can off yeah, the film sometimes yeah yeah but as her contract starts to go and she wants to she won't want to get typecast to that certain character she's going to want to expand and Un- unlike like you know said, this girl yeah, I was gonna say, she's still no, barely able to pull no, off doing I'm, Spider-Man know, and and these know, HBO shows without a problem and you gotta remember how big like HBO TV is series. as well man it's like holy grail there's a difference yeah, between yeah. TV series and live acting what and like I said when it comes when it comes <laughs> when it comes to when it when it comes to TV shows circle back onto the road here dude <laughs> when it comes to TV shows I much prefer it being live to feel the emotion live what do you mean? Or like a series. like wrestling live. Like wrestling live. Because no other TV show is live. Because, so just wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Because it will do. Because the acting feels so much more real. Where and I know, like I said, uh, using like I said, using Euphoria as an example, I've not watched it. The 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 uh, reaction to the series has been so great. Yeah, but personally, from a personal point of view, it was overshadowed by Better Call Saul and Stranger Things. How are those two shows... What? How did those two shows... I don't own... think they overshadowed each other at all. Oh, they totally did. They, they, they totally they, did. They, you thought know, it was no, a success. I, I don't, I don't and then all think, of a sudden Stranger um, Things was a success. Then Battle Call Souls for success. Once, they become, once all these TV shows become a success, it mm. pushes back. Pushes them back. So you have to keep making the next series bigger and better. So anyway, what show blew your mind? Well, euphoria. euphoria apparently and you haven't even watched it you're going into this live action live, live, live action live so action. raw Resident. okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm just gonna like, we need like a fucking leash on like, four beers like come on bring him back over here like I, do you know what it's, it's probably a weird I mean one I'll always just revert back to Hannibal like fucking yes. blue I when I first yeah. watched it right, yeah. a, re, a more recent one for me, mind blowing is you know, but one that certainly had to rethink and kind of rewatch is um, the Watch, which was based on the Terry Pratchett books around the guard. The oh, Watch, not, not the that. Ben Stiller movie. Uh, no, 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 that was, no. Which ironically, I went to. I was trying to buy it on Blu-ray the other day, and that's all that came up. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was. It was on like a. It was a BBC thing. It was on iPlayer and stuff like that, and it was a, a very stylized version of that world, like very very different and my wife loved it yeah like, really loved it and i had the initial kind of visceral reaction of like the fuck is this read all the books nothing like it so but then like you know i, I kind of watched it begrudgingly watched it with her and then the more i got into it the more i kind of enjoyed the character so i had to i had to find myself going back to re-watch it to comprehend yeah. it to sort of like i actually ended up like being able to like okay let's pick up all the stuff that i wanted yeah let's put it over here because i know there. i'm not getting it and let's just watch it for what it is 
and I kind of enjoyed it now. You know, it's so like, like Resident Evil. Together. Well, no, because I haven't, no, I haven't done that yet, but I just, and I don't think I could. You know. <laughs> Now, of all the shows I've watched this year, probably um, For All Mankind has been the most mind mind blowing mm. in terms of like the the story escalations. Um, it's been it's the, one of the only shows this year that when an episode's finished, and I'm quickly grabbing my phone to text someone and go, "Oh my god, did you, can you believe what episode? Wait a minute, before I spoil something, what episode are you up to?" Yeah, it's. Um, there's not been many other seasons that that's done that. There's a series on Netflix called um, Catching Killers, which that that one's definitely sort of stuck with me because it's like it's a different sort of like crime every every episode, but it's a very it's a slightly different approach where the focus is certainly on the people that like it's real life crimes and real life people that call yeah, these yeah. fuckers. And this you're talking this was ranging from serial killers to cannibals, and. Um, you're you're doing these intimate interviews with the people who caught them, who ultimately like led the investigations. But they're very much talking about how it affected their home lives and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're kind of like you come through it going like, Zodiac, oh, dude. Shit. I'm, well, you're like that dude's got PTSD. Yeah, like from this. So that and that that kind of stuck with me. There are a few. Oh, it's it's a you know it's two seasons of like multiple episodes where it's kind of like ah, there's a few that are hit and miss. Do you know what I mean? But that that's definitely one that will stick with you. That's on Netflix. Uh, one that's on Netflix at the moment. I've still started watching, and uh, I, I gotta praise it. I I wanted to bring up in the news, and as we're talking about TV series, I'm gonna do it now. Um, Tekken Bloodline. Okay. It's an animated. Uh, popped up animated series on on Netflix, um, which is basically following the story of Jin Kazama, Tekken Three. You know, going and training from Heihachi, and then facing Ogre, and. Oh, if, cool. if we ever wanted a fucking adaptation of Tekken 3 on screen, this is it. Horang versus Jin Kazama in a fight was fucking badass. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Well, our last question of the podcast is from Nella Bo. What up, Nella? I just finished uh, Better Call Soul. What should I watch next? Raw! You should get your motherfucking ass on wrestling and fucking join the cool kids. If not, get the fuck out. Okay, so that's the end of the podcast. We'd like to apologize to Sam Miguel for the representation of their product. <laughs> um, chat is, is talking about Mind Hunters on Netflix right now. Yeah. Two seasons. Stellar. David Fincher, quality show. Yeah. If you like uh, true crime, history, and the development of profiling serial killers. The guy who it's plays the... um, Edward Kemper is from... Um... Umbrella Academy, the, yeah. the big dude, and he's yeah. fucking amazing in Mindhunters. No, well, he no, was in Alien 3, Fight Club, he was in a bunch of stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than, other than Sandman right now, which is probably the most interesting... Yeah, clearly fresh, you have to watch it. Cl- clearly, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, obviously, I would say Breaking Bad, but I know you've already seen that too. Um, um, has he seen The Walking Dead? I mean, if you if you if you what what would you recommend to somebody who's just finished Breaking Bad and like, Better Call Saul? For you, you would you you'd recommend like I know Nella personally, and I know that Nella is very particular about things that he will watch, and that's the same for everybody. Same for me. Same for Andy. Same for Gary. Same for everybody who's listened to this podcast. But at the same time, if I'm really just gonna fucking throw it out there. Everything out there that is a TV series that long that lasts longer than two seasons is good, regardless if you. Th- a Firefly got cancelled in one season. That's good. All right, <laughs> there are some exceptions that some seasons. <laughs> fucking Reaper was only two seasons, yeah. and that was good. Was it two? Everything is out there. Do not be afraid. Yeah. 
If you're looking at yeah, something and go, oh, I'm not going to like that, and you haven't even watched it, don't be a pussy. Watch it. You will enjoy it. Fucking Sandman. You I've will. Not, I've not watched fucking <laughs> Sandman yet, and I know it's going to be good. I've not watched Mr. Robot yet, and I know it's going to be good. I haven't watched Breaking Bad. I know it's going to be good. I haven't gone past season three of fucking Sons of Anarchy. I know it's going to be good. I haven't gone past season eight of fucking Walking Dead. I know it's going to be fucking good. you made good. it past season like, three of Sons of Anarchy, you should probably finish it because you've already been through the Irish section. And you've, well, well, man, you've, that you've, prison, done, you've, you've done your time. Man, man, that prison, that prison scene when they're on the prison bus was where I ended it. I was like, that's good. If you've never watched Sopranos all the way through, watch Sopranos. All the way that, through. That's where I was going. There's Sopranos fucking, is a good, yeah, there's a good reference. So if from medical, so onwards, yeah. So many good TV shows out there, but you have to watch them all. You have to watch them all to be able to say, I watched that, that wasn't so good. Dude, seriously, you make that face. Prisoner Cell Block H is Yeah, no, but that's sometimes the amount of times I go to you, Ian, you need to watch the TV. Go, I'm not watching that. Why? Because everybody's yeah. watching it. Yeah, and how many <laughs> times do I turn to you and go, dude, did you see what happened on wrestling recently? And you go, I don't watch that. It was fucking shit. I fucking went through fucking eight seasons of fucking Hawaii Five O, and you made fucking jokes at me. That was I a fucking do. good series. Yeah. I still do. Yes. Still funny. Yeah. Watch Ozark or Oz. Yes. Wire. <laughs> fucking, there's so much. Oh, fucking Chuck. Chuck was a great fucking TV series back in the day. Watch every fucking... Watch Wiki w- at first, of yeah. course. Yeah. Wiki <laughs> everything. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> On <laughs> that note, <laughs> I think we'll bring this podcast to a close. NYTD Blue and ER, baby. Ian, make sure you drink plenty of water this evening. I'll yeah. try to. He's going to get tuck and rolled out of the car. I don't know Oh, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in for podcast number 47. <laughs> we'll be back next month for the next podcast. Of course, we'll be catching up with film news. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Patreon, and on YouTube, and, of course, on Twitch. Thank you for tuning in for this podcast. We'll be back next month. Happy